1: We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will
0: listen to every damn word I have to
1: say.
3: This is the Mike Rutherford
1: Show on the Big X.
0: Sportos, and motor hits, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All
2: right, all right,
0: all
2: right. Welcome everybody, it's Monday, July 18th, it's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, you know it better as The Big X, we're rocking here until 6 o'clock, normal hours this week, for the most part, I think Monday through Thursday, we're going to be 3 to 6, Friday we'll uh, bow out of here a little bit early, 5.30 to make way for the Cardinal Insider and Pat's baseball coverage, but uh, you, you got the normal Mike Rutherford Show here in a mid-July, I don't know, desert of sports information, but we got things to talk about, we're excited to do so, uh, we've got uh, Trevor in studio, you're looking a little bit, I don't know. I don't like the cough. I don't like the, the overall demeanor. I don't know how I feel about this on a Monday. I, I like the devil's t-shirt, though. But I think you're flustered about, once again, um, radio stuff, business stuff, work stuff.
1: I mean, I'm, I, is my mic on? Your mic's on. There you go. Yes, it now is. You're good. Now you're okay. good. Now you're good. Because I wasn't hearing myself for a second. I was hearing you, but you're next to me, so I, I got couldn't you. tell. Uh, no, I'm a little... Oh, devil's avalanche going on today. i get some feuding going on. Yeah. You're a little ugly <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a Dr. Pepper ball Where's my Where's my aloe shake? You don't have one today. Can I have that one? No, you can't have this one. Why not? You can't have this can one. Have some one. peanuts? No,
2: we were, uh, we, we're 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 kind of straining. Don't yeah, think like
1: peanuts, man. Can I have
2: some peanuts? You can have some peanuts. Right, just one. don't put your grubby hands in the jar.
1: I'm just gonna drink it out of the jar. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do you do that, that with peanuts.
2: No, I don't do that with people. I'm not an animal.
1: You do that with chips? No. Oh, I do. I don't do that with anything. I just open up a bag of chips and I'm like a, like a, like a pig going to a trough. Nobody I'm knows like, what you're talking about either because
2: you're doing visuals <laughs> on, on radio. Yeah, like you open the bag and you drink the chips out of the know, but, but you went, do you ever do like this? Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> and nobody has any idea what you're talking about. good
1: well, thing because if they saw what you were doing, it would be <laughs> oh, not so, good. I'm, re- I'm mimicking
2: what you were doing five seconds ago.
1: Uh, another, put down a list of moments we needed on YouTube. I gotta get this any day
2: now. The, YouTube, day now. the YouTube cameras are coming out. That's gonna
1: be our one year anniversary, isn't it? I was, yeah, I was told like, gonna
2: We're gonna have it up like in two weeks. That was almost a year ago, and here we are. I mean, honestly, of the part years? of me I was kind of hoping to see Sean in here. See who? Sean. I thought it was gonna be Moth Day. How, oh, Mothman?
1: We gotta get, get with Moth. Well, that's not, don't look at me. We gotta make it happen. How are There's, you feeling? You don't sound great. Uh, I'm okay. It was kind of, a, well, it was a rough day because I had to wake up this morning not to do KRC, but because we had some log issues. So I had to get up at like uh, had Scoots call me at like six thirty this morning. Who messed up? Was it Scoots? No, no, no. It was intern not. Jacob. No, no, sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I took a spot. <laughs> it really, it really was nobody's. But you know what? The hell, if we're going to explain to the bus. Why not an intern? Sure. Right. There you go. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I just had to get up and had to get a hold of actually Calvin, our engineer, and. Just get a few things done, and, and so I went back to sleep around, like, 7.15 this morning. Gotcha. Wow. Well, so, so you know, I only, got like, only got, like, six hours of sleep. Oh, my God. Because I, I went to bed around five. How are you functioning? I mean, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's I a mean, miracle. what about you? How did you, you get some—you seem a little spry today. I'm okay today. A, like,
2: what, good weekend? A, a lot of rest? A lo- Decent amount of rest. Saturday was a little bit rough. Yesterday was a lot better. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying some new stuff on the, the health front. I think I'm, I'm telling myself it's working. I'm feeling a little better today hoping for the best. You before. see you, you seem like what's with the sweatshirt though on, on a day when it's still like 80 degrees out? I am super cold all day today. For some reason, like my body like temperature chills? like won't, yeah, won't regulate. It's a, it's a weird thing. I've been cold all day. Plus it gets a little bit cold in here. Now you have the door closed and you're in here. So it probably won't be. Well, as The door cold. was closed in here normally. Usually, I mean. but I've been leaving it open when Jenna's here. So if well, she can hear, Jenna, by the way, is on the, she's running the board today yeah. Yeah. in the main room. I, I wanted to ask, actually wanted to start this because I am wearing, I'm wearing a hoodie inside. It's I mean, this is like the hottest week of the year. And not just a hoodie just by itself. You got a t-shirt underneath it. Well, yeah, I'm not wearing. A, you don't it,
1: go, You don't It'd just, be hotter if you didn't have a t-shirt underneath. You don't. You don't go just plain hoodie sometimes. No, we've had this conversation on air before. Can you? Is that like? A, is that like a no-no to you? Like you don't yes. wear? Yeah, it it's per- a
2: no-no to everybody. You're a psycho if you if you don't do that. No, I, I will Just wear a hoodie. Show sure wear a hoodie without a shirt underneath. Yeah, well, it makes you so hot, you sweat way more.
3: I wear hoodies with no shirt underneath. Well, you're a girl.
2: That's <laughs> different. Okay. Well, well, hold, wait, wait, are you, are you, no, I
3: feel are you, like that's valid.
1: Are you calling me a lady? No, I'm saying. No, he's <laughs> saying it's wrong for you and not for me. It is. So, so this, this, Hold, this seems let, like gender let bias. my
2: Let me get to, well. Yeah, the people. Our, <laughs> exactly. our, our bodies are regulated differently. Let me. I, I, I wanted to ask Jenna something. Okay. I'm I'm wearing a hoodie inside because, yeah, I was cold today. It gets a little bit cold in here sometimes. I usually have like a long sleeve shirt in my backpack just in case. But, I have noticed the Youngs. They're rocking. They rock full on hoodies with the hood up, walking outside in like. 95 degree temps like when we're walking by yeah, Wagner I mean, I'm not a part of that I don't when did this become a thing and what's the explanation how are these people like unless you're a wrestler trying to cut weight <laughs> I don't understand the rationale and like I see kids you're doing boxer. it boxer like, I'm driving down Breckenridge all the time when I come home and like there's kids like walking on the side after they get off the bus or walking around our neighbor or walking to school at Wagner and they're always wearing usually they're wearing pants too but yeah. like hoodies with the hood up when it's like 98 degrees outside and I'm roasting in a shortened t-shirt and I don't understand what's happening here.
3: Honestly, I can't even like give you a logical reason because Thank I you. have no clue. So but it's not just me. The only thing I can think of is the fact that I've heard people talk about the fact that they will buy a new hoodie when it's like off <laughs> season. Right. So like when it's cold outside, the tank tops are cheaper. And when it's hot, well, outside, yeah, but you don't have to are, wear it. Well, no, but what I'm telling you, yeah. is hoodies are still like 80 bucks in the summer.
2: And so they're. So maybe to they're off.
3: trying to make that okay. Well, I mean, uh, I
1: bought two hoodies that I got when by the time I got them, they were they were. It's been warm outside. I haven't even taken them out of the wrapper yet. They're, exactly, they're, they're going to be safe for for fall in December.
3: I used to walk home from the bus stop, and you best believe I just wore that sweatshirt because I was not about to carry it the whole way home.
2: I don't get it. I would rather sweat. I don't get it. Um, whatever. No. I'm still okay. don't get how I'm I I sorry that well, I can't give you a I have, a shirt I have no hoodie cool. because like you sweat so much more you get so much hotter if you don't have something like, like it's like wearing just a coat i will
3: say it's we, i think it's weird when guys don't wear a t-shirt but i'll even hoodie.
2: do it when it's
1: cold like if it's just cold outside I'll just throw the hoodie on it's like wearing like a long sleeve a little thicker long sleeve shirt for me i don't,
2: I don't know how to explain I don't, <laughs> I don't know i don't know what you want me to do with this statement i don't know i just i'm just
1: saying i just feel like i'm being shamed to wear a t-shirt underneath it because i'm a man well you
2: should be shamed it's it's weird it's, it's, i don't think that's right it's well. It's in a PC world we live in. I think that's unfair. Once again, I'll say you can do whatever you want to do. I I, I stopped trying to understand you a long time ago. I'm not going to start now. You whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm always pro hoodie. I I think I think any, any any
1: clothing item of clothing that has an additional pocket on it, I'm like pro. There you go. Like whether it be khakis or you know. A uh, hoodie. I, I think they should put the front pouch on them, just regular sweatshirts, personally. If you can't find your Trevor keys, rocks
3: cargo shorts. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I love me some cargo shorts. You more pockets, like the, the better, type. man. Okay. Like I, I just need, I just need more things to. Yeah, I mean, if I if I could put a pouch on the front of my ho- my t shirt right now, I would do it. Okay.
3: I like got
1: kangaroo. Yeah, what about the kangaroo? If you can't find
2: your keys, they're always in the hoodie pouch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I keep everything in the hoodie pouch. If you're flipping out. They're always in the hoodie pouch. Oh, we got things to get to today. <laughs> How about? Some conference realignment stuff. Good news for the ACC potentially coming out of SEC Media Days. Well, oh, Survive the weekend. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. Will explain. I'll explain because I'm sure Trevor has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope, not a clue. There you go. Perfect. I watched. over the weekend. I don't ask you what weekend, you watched. So. Just yeah. We'll, we'll get there in just was, a second. I was a little busy. I, let, me, let me lay out the show. Good lord. <laughs> when you get in here, you get even like worse. It's, it's like you get the, the the power trip of being in the big studio and you just like yeah. you start just completely taking over. <laughs> We've got the baseball draft is going on right now, the MLB draft. We have not just a Louisville player who's already been selected, but we have Louisville ties um, to some other selections, including some some fandom ties. I don't think the Blue Jays are going to be involved. I'm sorry. but Yeah. Jenna's just mad because the Cubs I'm are just trading Wilson listen, Contreras
3: I'm on a downward spiral She's already upset. because of Chicago sports right Every now, Chicago so sports
2: just... team is getting rid of their best players And she can't handle it <laughs> She's
1: a big, you a big Wilson Contreras fan? Um, He's
3: yes. the only person to be two, excited about on the team I have team. two Wilson oh, jerseys it? and I have since 2016 I don't want to talk about it
2: She used to all bragging about Wilson Contreras being on the All-Star team last week And I was like enjoy him for the next I couple of weeks that It man. didn't even make it that long is he, Was he the only Cub that made it? Uh, I want to say yes. Probably. So
1: if he got traded before the actual game, does those other Cubs get He's not going
3: sent? to because of that. The Cubs yeah. are keeping him until after.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's the rule, though. Like, if you trade your only player before the All-Star break, between the selection and the game, did you get to send somebody new? They just randomly call up
2: like <laughs> Joe Albert. Uh, I mean, like, you're who, in.
1: Who was the second? Who was our
2: second option? Get up because there because God knows we got to have a cub out there. I mean, kind Ian of a con- <laughs> sort of a concern for the Reds. Like Luis Castillo was in there. Like I'm sure they're going to throw like jury in there at the last second if Castillo got traded. But Castillo's probably going to get traded. But whatever. Uh, we've got Josh Hurd talking to WDRB again. I don't think it's again. I think it's Rick Bowes wrote something based off of his conversation from him uh, with him from last week. Talking about attendance numbers, attendance always a fun summer topic. I so oh, love yay. that to get to, and in between all of this good stuff. But by the way, we have also I've got to mention there's a story that I have to get to as far as like the SEC and sponsorships. We have to talk about this, and we're going to also more crazy Malik Cunningham stats keep floating around there. I think we want to go back to something we had a discussion about at the end of uh, Friday's show last week. We'll get to all that good stuff. We want to hear from you in the meantime. 502-414-1450. You know the Thornton Sex Line. You love the Thornton Sex Line. You use the Thornton Sex Line. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member yet, what in the world are you waiting for? This is the, the perfect time. Not uh, July 18th around here is not the perfect time for many things, but it is the perfect time to become a Refreshing Rewards member because it's the summer cash bash at Thornton's going on all week, all, every week, all summer long. They're giving away ten grand, and then at the end of the summer, they're going to give away a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe could not be more easy to enter this thing all you got to do is open the refreshing rewards app click on the summer bash uh, cash bash icon and you are entered and if you don't have a if you're not a rewards uh, member program i'm um, not a rewards program member god ADD kicking in very hard today. Monday morning already. Text REWARDS, all one word, uh, all caps to 80313 today. That'll get you enrolled. That could make you potentially a winner of the Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's uh, all summer long. Again, 502-414-1450, that's that number. I've got to, real quickly, because I was talking to people are already, (laughs) the the text, I'm like, how are we getting so many texts already? And it's reacting to people worried about my heart already with the show i did take they the yeah. you well yeah we, we, i mean i haven't had a chance to ask because we got you know, haven't derailed had a into... losing his marbles i took it to the hospital today so i we, yeah. we still don't know anything Like you won't find anything until three or four days Wait, all the they gotta do is like upload the stats don't they I mean because it can't take that long right I, i'm not a cardiologist trevor i can't give you the inside <laughs> information here the only other thing that i had to talk about from the 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 heart monitor thing was we went to the we took the kids to the pool uh, for like an hour Saturday, just like quick, like get them out of the house, like try to wear them out so they can go to sleep tonight. And I'd forgotten that the lady like shaved part of my chest to get the like, <laughs> until I took my shirt off. And I'm like, I've got this just like madman, patchy chest hair where it's like this part's gone, this part's still furry. Did you go to t t-shirt in a pool day? No, I, I, I felt like it, but then I, I looked around and I was like, well, I mean, what do you want me to do at this point? Should I be ashamed that I'm like one, the, one of the only
1: fat people that doesn't swim with his shirt on? No. I think you Like, should, like you go to the pool, you like, everybody looks like fry. me is like wearing pool. I'm like, I don't even care. I
3: think it's weirder to swim with a shirt. i on. I'd agree with Jenna. I it mean, doesn't yeah. look any better.
1: No, it doesn't. It's like you're not hiding anything, right? It brings Jenna? more attention. Like, like yeah. oh, wow. We thought you were 150 pounds lighter because you're wearing that shirt in the pool. Whoa. It is like the, <laughs> it, once again, the Seth Rogen from I Love You Man, where they're on
2: they're shrooms at the uh, Circus LA. <laughs> you too much shirt off, but <laughs> if I, if I shave my chest and my stomach. I look just Just like like that guy. No, you're not fooling anybody. If you're doing it to keep sun out, that's something that I can, if you're genuinely concerned about your skin, being somebody who has gorgeous alabaster porcelain skin, I can respect that. I can understand. But by that standard, you would wear a shirt because you're as pale as I am. I've never worn a shirt in the pool. I'm not going to start. But if it's like a genuine skin concern, I can respect that more than like being afraid of your body type. Yeah. Like who cares? It's the pool. Especially if you're in a public pool. Like really? I well, mean, it's not. It's not, it's not <laughs> public pool
1: shame. There's no reason for that. Not I'm, just saying, I'm not shaming. Shame. I'm saying that there should be no shame. Yeah. Let
2: it all hang out. Um, <laughs> is the stream not working?
3: <laughs> Move on. Um, what's that mean?
1: That means it's not putting audio through it. There, there, she wouldn't be able to fix that, and unfortunately, neither would I. That's, it should be working. We only have one text,
2: uh, but somebody said dead air on the stream, and I. I'd be more was concerned. Was that from the very beginning of, of the show? Yes. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Okay, we're good. There you go. I know what they're talking about. All right. Awesome. I adjusted that. Five was through four, one, four, That's the Thornton Sex sixth But that was the only thing on the the heart. But I did take the monitor in today, and they said three to four business days before we uh, can get back to you with something I'm like okay. That just seems a little like. I also don't like the term "business days" when we're talking about cardiologists. I mean, I don't stuff. like three or four days when we're talking about your heart.
3: But I feel like that should be promising as well because that means it's not an immediate concern to them. Well, it's not yet you know? to
1: them, but it might be not to you. Yet. Yeah, but they would know. They like care. Are like, you alive? <laughs> I'm alive, right? Okay.
2: Now. I feel it's like okay.
1: another customer to them. You know, and this worries me because I watched last night. I watched the um, the ESPN films, the uh, the Baltimore Boys. I don't know how old it is. I hadn't seen it before, but it's the one the. Uh, the high school team with uh, Reggie Lewis and Tyrone uh, Muggsy Bogues and Wingate and Reggie Williams and Baltimore. Maybe one of the best high school teams ever. But, you know, Reggie Lewis obviously had heart issues. So I mean, I'm a little concerned with this now. Well, don't. Don't be, you got me worried. Don't freak me out. I had a Why? friend in
3: high school who had POTS. Oh, okay. That's what it is, right?
2: Well, no. Oh. it's. I had lots of friends in high school that had POTS. I've got, <laughs> it's weird. They have, so parts, <laughs> POTS is not part of it. Okay. But it's long COVID, and long COVID, like the POTS, I I, try, I actively try every show to avoid getting into this. Okay, we I don't, don't like have talking to about it. it. We don't have to. But basically, like, that's part of it. You have POTS symptoms, but you don't have, like, the full-blown stuff. Like, okay. my, my heart rate doesn't go up nearly as much as the act, actual POTS people do when I stand up. And my blood pressure's been fine, which is good. But basically, you get, like, the – you get snippets of all these different diseases. It's like a – like, nice, like a potpourri. It's a nice little cornucopia that's of right. diseases. It's like Thanksgiving. For COVID, you have the buffet. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's Sorry, I didn't can't mean recommend to... it highly <laughs> <laughs> enough. The
1: table setting thing was the uh, was the disease. It'd be Mike Rutherford. <laughs> Everybody get into it. It's it's
2: great. Uh, Texas has three thirteen. <laughs> Mike's heart rate spikes while trying to finish the sentence. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, literally. Um, <laughs> Sexter says as far as the hoodies are concerned, those kids are just bleeping stupid. No, they aren't normal stupid. They are bleeping stupid. I can With pants, they are really bleeping stupid. Yeah, I agree.
3: It's like a full jumpsuit though, or a sweatsuit. Like it's never just a hoodie.
2: It, you're right. And you I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Like I don't
0: I
1: it's I mean, not we, me. It's we, the kids who are out We of can touch. agree or disagree on whether you wear a shirt or not underneath it, but I think we can all agree that if it's like ninety plus degrees out and you're wearing a hoodie. What are you doing? You need to be in a mental hospital. It convo. just
3: doesn't make sense. What's the goal? It does. I know you're miserable. But they don't
2: look like that. <laughs> Again. No, they are.
1: Oh, whatever. I grew up in the grunge area. We know, I know miserable. We didn't still didn't wear hoodies in the summertime.
2: Textor, okay, the stream seems to be good. Thanks to everybody who is- uh, Sorry, you can hear us up. now. Textor says, listening to the stream and picturing Trevor shirtless. Good to go over here. <laughs> <laughs> the says- It's not that hot in here. The stream is loud and clear when Trevor isn't chewing on the wires.
1: When I would do the baskets, <laughs> games, I would go shirtless.
2: What? It, 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 you've been
1: to the OG studios. It's hot in there. It is hot in there. And you know, I told Dugan I was. He was like, Dugan's like, well, you can you turn the air on? I was like, yeah, Dugan. I'm trying to save you. I'm the only one here. I'll just just take the shirt off. So the one of the guys that lives in there called Dugan. Like one of the first days I was doing bats games, he's like, Dugan, I, I got weirded out. I saw the light on. I walked around the corner and looked in that window, and there's just giant
2: guy with no shirt on is eating pizza <laughs> i gotta, uh, I, I gotta say something right off the bat here um, yeah was me I, I said right off the bat is it's 322 we'll save the the alignment <laughs> stuff for the next segment but this is uh, sort of you know they say when you can lead with the show you lead with the show when it's personal stuff you lead with the personal stuff and, and trevor you know this because i told you about it last week so i got asked um I, i'm going to be the celebrity i use this in big-time air quotes celebrity umpire <laughs> no. for the Jack Harlow celebrity kickball tournament on August that's 20th. That's awesome. Next. Yeah. When I told Trevor about this, see, Jenna's, exci- Jenna's like, that's awesome, very cool. Yeah, same, it is. Same reaction that, like, my wife had. same reaction that same most Same reaction anyone would. Trevor's wow. reaction was not upset that, like, I'm doing it and he's not one of the – Trevor's upset that he's not playing I'm, in the yeah. kickball <laughs> tournament. He was, like, I, legitimately, <laughs> he's <was>, like, <laughs> they should have asked me to be in a kickball tournament. I'm incredible at kickball. I'm, I'm still
1: like, – he's a good pitcher. I mean, no, no I'm, a, I'm like the Babe Ruth. I'm out there calling my shots to the left, center, and right. I mean, I know I, I am there. I'm a kickball legend in in, in these Zachary, the Lords of Zachary Taylor playgrounds. That's like like thirty five years ago. Oh, you go down there, swing so over to Westport and Hurstburn uh, and and Westport Road right now. Zachary, when's Taylor. the last time you played kickball?
2: Did you play in one of these adult leagues that were so popular like eight, ten years ago? They have <laughs> adult leagues. Yes, everywhere.
1: Oh, I went in on that. I didn't know you could get. I mean, I. Like, I'm right now— like, Clearly,
3: you weren't a kickball master if nobody invited you the I mean, I'm—
1: ba- I, I, I said, I'm now— Right now, I'm more like Babe Ruth's, like, Boston Braves days. So, I mean, like, I'm going to kick it, and I'm going to send somebody else to first
2: base and run for me. But— You know the only time I've ever seen you kick a ball. And it's the video that's out there of you trying to kick the a soccer, soccer ball into a goal where you fall. Well, now— You I fell? Thought, you I, fell hard. In my defense, that was on grass. <laughs> it didn't exactly— And it was, it was slick. It did not lead me to think kickball legend.
1: But if you, if you notice, you're distracted by me following and may or may not— Serving a concussion on that fall. It was a hard fall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but what you don't notice because you're distracted by my large frame hitting the ground is the ball has a nice velocity to the left, even though it didn't go in the you net. You missed the whole net. Well, you know there was nobody. There's no goalie were there. there. You? It, it, was, it was, the direction is not the point. there was. Tj was playing goalie. He just didn't bother moving at the time. <laughs> no, no, but you, you're you're missing the point Not, not the, the, the angle of the ball. But the velocity of that ball, I did. Like, if think it had seeing... gone in the net, TJ would have had no chance. The reason TJ you didn't toe bashed it, it did not strike me as a re- well struck. You <laughs> kicked
3: with your toe. And, uh, well, first of all, that was that's a, why you fell down. That, that was that karma.
1: I fell down because I'm a, a, a klutz, and it was it was slick out there, and I hadn't done anything uh, sports wise in years other than playing video games. That was that was a practice kick anyway. You get me a kickball, a nice nice good rubber red ball. You get me out there. Oh man, I'm setting that thing. I'm Aaron Judge. Like you're, you're going to think Dylan Lawson's coaching the the, the kickers. Okay. The way so I'm sending that ball So do you know who to the
0: on the fence.
2: teams? Uh, yes. Working. So this is going to be August twentieth. So uh, Wednesday next. I'm month. I'm available that. It's going to be at Jim Patterson Stadium. I'm available. Yo, I live right by there. There you go. Yes. I can. I know oh. where it's at. Uh, I. I'm what? like
3: I'm actually a Mike Rutherford's intern. Thank you. you. We
2: can get you in there. Oh. It'll be fine. Uh, we'll do it from. It's going six to nine thirty. There are four teams. I think four total games. There's a team with a you know Jack Harlow and the homies, the Private Garden um, Collective. They have a team together. There's a team of U of L athletes. I know um, Luke Hancock's playing. Deon Branch is playing. Oh, Eric Woods playing. Um, all these guys are playing. There's a team of UK former UK athletes. Then there's a local personalities team, which and also like some kids that like win, you know some like, they, you know they let kids they draft. It's for charities for the kids. So kids are gonna play on this team as kids. well. <laughs> Look at me, I'm all charity. Well. <laughs> Trevor. Anyway, name it. So that's going. Just, I
1: don't care what, whatever the charity is. I mean, I'm sure I can somehow find my way to loop all it in. If not, I got a good lawyer over here. What are you one, talking one year about? Of, I went to
2: one year of law school. Trevor refers to me as a lawyer now. I mean, like what, Nick Miller. What's, what's the I don't, charity? I'm I'm new girl. <laughs> I, I never, I've never seen sort
0: of anything channel. of starvation.
1: Oh I think I can. I think I can. I think I can get in on that. Okay, Trevor. I mean, come on, Local, I'm I am. I'm. That is me. Trevor, how many followers do you have on Twitter? It doesn't matter. That's a charity. People who need followers. What? <laughs> oh
2: my God. I'm sure it's a charity in some ways. Way. <laughs> so that's going to go down next month. We'll talk more about it when the details get finalized. Eric Woods is scared of me. He is. Um, Hancock's uh, scared. He's <laughs> Dion <laughs> Deion Branch
1: pees himself a little bit when he hears that I he might be on the kickball team. Yeah. God there knows. Is no mind. And you know the Kentucky players just want no part of it.
2: I don't even remember. I, I looked at the, the press release quickly. I'm not, I can't remember exactly who the Kentucky players were, but I think they were. Like, you'd think Bam had a bio because he's in town recently, but it wasn't him. I think, why not they, like, maybe Carl Anthony Towns? Let me see. Oh, here. come on. I've, f- I've, Bam's fallen as many times as I have in a sporting event. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tyler Eulis, Willie Colley Stein is who I was thinking of. Oh. Brandon Knight, Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, Russ Smith also playing in this thing. Uh, Chris Redmond's playing in this thing. You've got Cole Bennett from Lyrical Lemonade is playing in this thing on the, the, the uh, private garden team. And then you got We're the team. i bigger celebrity than him. I don't think you are. Cole Brennan, the guy played Hawaii? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not Cole Brennan. That's what you just said, right? Cole Bennett is his oh. name. He's got like a... Boy- guy did the radio show with Cutler? No. 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 <laughs> Anyways, that's going to happen. Uh, why did I just get really loud all the time? You did, is my, did What, what I just happened? It you just popped, popped in my ear. That was very strange. Did you hit something? No. But I still sound loud.
1: Like you just suddenly came in my ear like I wasn't. Channel, what'd you do?
3: I, I swear to God I didn't touch anything. I think there's
1: a loose over here and you like hit it over there. Maybe that's what I am oh. Yeah, a, you're you're moving. I'm there's not. A, there's
2: a loose wire. Well, now it sounds now I'm back to normal. Don't move. There is a loose wire here, but it shouldn't affect anything. It's from headphones.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think it affects the head, our headphones. like oh, so It might hear us on the air. Right. Yeah. This is great. This it's is just a matter of us hearing. Okay, it. But, but we're sitting next to each other. Let's matter. mercifully
2: go to break here. When we come back, I, I want to get into some comments that Greg Sankey made today, other comments from SEC Media Days that actually directly impact the ACC and where we stand. Are we maybe more secure than we thought? We'll get into that conversation coming up after the break and take some of your texts on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. so the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 The Big X.
0: Venus make her fair,
3: a lovely girl with sunlight in her hair, and take the brightest stars up in the skies and place them in her eyes for me.
2: A theme today or are we there just is. so there is a theme there's a theme what was the first song uh, Venus by Frankie Avalon okay how see. is that
1: connected with a horse with no name America. in America
2: no no because I was like I was like if it's like bands named after countries or songs with countries in the titles I could be okay
1: no I'll, I'll give you a hint it is a two-tier
2: theme and one of them is years a two-tier theme and one of them is years okay Help I me! Mean, it's already hard. Picking the year out is going to be already hard enough. I can't imagine what the second part of that theme is going to be, but we'll give it a go. Uh, welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I did not before we went to break. There you mentioned former Hawaii quarterback Cole Brennan. And it's one of those things where. <laughs> It's another running joke on the show, it's but a not, running, it's, a it's running not ju- funny, but it's a running joke. It's a running joke to me because every time you bring him up, I say, yeah, he died a, a couple of years ago. Jeez. And you're shocked every time. <laughs> that was and I told to you break. during the break again that he died, and you were like, no. And I was like, I legitimately did not say anything on air because I knew this exact thing was going to happen where I was like, I'm pretty sure we talked about this last week. It came up, and then I was like, Timmy Chang or Colt Brennan? And I was like, R.I.P. Colt Brennan, by the way. You're like, He died. And the text line is like, does Trevor remember this time that Colt Brennan passed <laughs> away writing, a few yeah. years ago? Uh, Colt Brennan is dead, RIP. It, do, do something like, for the anniversary or something. So <laughs> now I feel like I have to at least mention it. Yeah, RIP Colt Brennan. It was a very sad thing when it passed. And I'm sure we'll be having the same conversation in about 15 days. So I can have a spot in the, the kickball game, is what you're telling me? He's not in the kickball <laughs> I don't game. Well, I know. Of course, that's how he's how not works. dead. Texas says, Jenna, the rest of us girls listening got the Nick Miller reference. Thank you. There there you go. I also reference. didn't
3: know. I would just like to say, everyone who followed me on Twitter was a man. There was not a singular female, <laughs> oh. so I'm really grateful to hear that there's a singular female who listens. Nick, Nick
1: Follow Jenna like on Twitter. Uh, like, uh, at, uh, at Foxy Jenna. That the, the, the girl next then, what, what was the, the show? Was you guess. Was... You tell me what the name of it is. She New said, Girl. She New said, girl. said it during the yes. yeah, last yeah. Like, yeah. segment. <laughs> there
2: you go. I know that show. I watched that show. Texas says, do you all consider yourselves the bad news bears of streaming radio? <laughs> 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 kind of. <laughs> I I, I know I'm gonna I feel be, very Walter Matthau when I come here. I'm gonna day. be
1: pigeonholed into the catcher, but I want to be Tanner. I mean, why can't I? I know I'm gonna be told I'm gonna be pigeonholed into the
2: catcher. I can though. see you being. I, I can see you like taking the ball and like running away, <laughs> <laughs> evading the umpires, trying to actively fight the other team. You're going put me
1: in a trash can, though. I was the one doing that to kids. Somebody sent me. The,
2: somebody sent me a gif of. You know the the Mickey Mouse they use on South Park, where he's very foul mouth. <laughs> like, oh yeah. The hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's you know he's, he's out for blood. Somebody sent in a, the gift of Mickey Mouse. And goes, Scott, if you don't beat Syracuse, it's going to get real. Oh, yeah. oh. you gotta beat Syracuse, Scott. Oh, oh. What did I start? I can't stop. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one day you need to do a whole segment in Mickey Mouse voice.
2: Texture says whatever <laughs> happened to Zan Payne transferring? Last I heard, he was likely to go to Louisville, and he's a guard, so we could use him. I assume. I thought he was at Louisville. He is at Louisville. Yeah, uh, he's a he's walking on, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He is a he's a walk on yeah, on. For Louisville those assume. that keep asking for guards, we've got one. We've got three walk on guards. Yeah. Hersey Miller, uh, Zan Payne, and this—I think his last name is McCool, who I don't know anything about. But his dad's got to be famous for something, right? I mean, that seems to be the trend. His dad was in Jagged Edge back in the early 2000s. Um, he's the, the bassist on
1: the little pill. He was, his dad's <laughs> one
2: of the guys from Drew Hill not named Cisco. He's, uh, he's he's on the team. We've got him there. We've got the Cisco influence. <laughs> he's the bass influence. He's the other guy. How I many people were in Drew Hill? Three, want to say? was it <laughs> good, good like it's yes. not the fat guy he's the other guy uh, i think real going name one texter says uh, <laughs> also please uh thank dylan for what he's done with matt carpenter dylan loves matt carpenter like he claims carp's like the coolest guy on the team i you like, know matt carpenter was on the yankees matt carpenter start, part based to played for the cardinals right yeah he hit like he'd hit like um like 179 and had like nine home runs over his last two and a half years or something ridiculous and in like two months with the yankees he's already surpassed he's hitting like 280 he's got like 15 home runs Jeez. or something. Wasn't he good with the Cardinals? Or did he just start? He just started, he's, he sucked recently. He, yeah. Okay. yeah. Texas says, don't worry. I'll hold your stuff. You just worry about making friends. Cargo shorts. <laughs> 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 what is. Is cargo shorts not cool? No. No. They haven't been cool for a while. Lord, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you
3: don't know that is embarrassing. Texas says,
2: cargo shorts are the minivan of the clothing world. Very comfortable, ultra practical, and a surprising amount of storage opportunities. What's wrong with the minivan? Nothing. I had a minivan. I used to have an Astrovan. Don't you don't have to tell people this. Unfortunately,
1: the <laughs> I bought it for like two hundred bucks from this guy who ran it up against a telephone pole, but one. So like the, the the passenger door didn't open, so you had to like climb through, to get in the passenger side through the side.
3: I feel like a minivan completes your character.
1: Oh, it was great. It, That's it, not, yeah. I drove it for, like, a year, and I was working candy. at Green it Tree Mall. It wasn't a compliment. It, a, a free candy. It site. died at Green Tree Mall, <laughs> no, and I just left really. it in the parking lot never went and got it. Well. I just left it in the Green Tree Mall parking
2: lot. I love, like, I always <laughs> wonder when I'm driving and I see, like, on the side of the road on the highway or, or anywhere, and there's just, like, abandoned vehicles. I'm like, who just leaves like, it? Like, they have these, like, notices that the, the police have cleared the The orange yeah, sticker, and, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes they'll have, like, little, like. Tape around it. I'm like, who's just leaving vehicles somewhere? Like, who are these people? And now I can say at least I know one of them.
1: Well, but sometimes you see those cars. It looks like a newer car, and it looks confusing. But this, you saw this van on the side of the road. You would just think like, you know, homeless Mike and the boys live in it. I mean, this thing was not like dirty Mike. I get like, this. This this man was the the uh, front the the passenger door didn't open, and like the, not the whole window, but the little like triangle window in front of the passenger door. It was busted out, so I had, like, a sheet on it to cover it up. It had— not these <laughs> are good things. The heat and air didn't work. Uh, The—I mean, I bought this thing for, like, 200 bucks. It was just to get me from, like, A to B until I could find something else. I would hope so. Which, you know, when I did, I think I bought another car for, like, 200 bucks.
2: Text says, I don't wear a shirt under my hoodie often, and now that you're talking about it, I realize my BO is often on 10 when I do so. Thanks, Mike. Undershirts will be Wouldn't worn. Wouldn't you sweat
1: on. more if you're wearing a shirt underneath it?
2: No. Yes. More clothing means more sweat. Not the way too. it works. It's yeah. If you if you try wearing a hoodie on its own, like you usually I do, I do it all the outside, time. And then try wearing it with an undershirt on, and tell me the difference. Yeah. First of all, it's tighter on me. You will. Well, yes. That's. It's going to be a slight difference. And that, that's un, that, And difference. that right
1: there is uncomfortable.
2: Once again, you're not going to do this. I don't know why I try. I mean, I don't get why it's such a big I think it's such a bad thing. Texas the stream is fine. The guard situation, not so much. <laughs> Rough.
1: Good text.
2: Texas, says, Trevor, how do you like it in kickball? Slow and bumpy? <laughs> mm.
1: Uh I mean I don't I don't like curveballs. No, I want I want I'm no I want it slow. Slow and slow and smooth. Texas,
2: says Trevor's the Uncle Rico of kickball.
1: Who's Uncle Rico?
2: From uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, uh, see, I never got into Napoleon Dynamite. Basically, he's that uncle who, like, talks about how yeah, okay. he was, like, the best quarterback in the world of the 80s. I,
1: I know the movie. I, w- I have seen it, but I couldn't quote it. I, I never got into the Napoleon Dynamite. It just didn't didn't do it for me. Well, you didn't see it, so how can you say that? Well, I've watched it. It's just, I, didn't, I walked away from it barely grinning. Well, it was after 2000, so there you go. <laughs> no, you know that's BS. Every time I see a movie in the last 10 years, I text you randomly. You do. You because I'm like,
2: look, this came out in so-and-so. I like it. Texas says Trevor being very good at kickball is not believable at all, but still more believable than him being able to pole vault. Okay, all right. I Texas. Texas says this is pole vaulting all over again, Mike. All right, now okay, pole vaulting I get. All right, you can you can don't
1: have to believe me, but look, I'm listen and, and, and don't you dare lie, Mike. Look at this right leg. Look at this thing. It's a freaking tree trunk. Okay. I believe you, you were good kickball when you were like eight years you old. You swing this leg and a, 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 a light rubber ball, and I get good contact. This thing is not landing. Okay. It's, it's, like, it's like one of those old commercials where the, you know, the quarterback would throw the football and it'd go like six states. That's what I'm doing when I keep this ball. I'm going
2: to – you're putting me in a weird position where I've got look to say something it's here. A, look,
1: it's huge.
2: A few weeks ago when you were asked – when a texter asked if you could jump off the ground, and you performed it. I did. You <laughs> jumped off the ground, and then you did say later that night that you were a little bit sore. My knee, my my left <laughs> knee – I'm not going to lie. My left
1: knee was a little was a little swollen for like two days. I,
2: for the sake, How are you gonna for the sake of, of the ball? conversation, I've got to bring that well, up. Well,
1: first of all, I don't have to jump to kick a ball, okay? You
2: have to run. You have to do I, more.
1: No, no not no, – no, pole vaulting, I can – Set aside that you may have to jog slightly before you use the ball. Oh, my God. But in kickball, you don't have to run. I mean, not not if I'm like a pinch kicker. I am just have to stand there and swing my leg. You,
3: you still have to round the bases.
2: Texas says, Trevor, if you I'm, fall uh, down while uh, kicking during kickball, you're still going to get tagged out. I, I, I,
1: I, didn't say, I didn't say I was like Ricky Henderson on the base pass over here, okay? A little Vince Coleman, I mean. But I, 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 but I'm talking about is is a, is a pinch kicker. I don't need to run the
2: bases. You know why? Because there's no reason it's to run when run. you're doing a home run trot. Texas, Trevor, also you saying peanuts uh, sounds a whole lot like penis, which has made for very interesting radio so far. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: because some of the things I said after that too.
2: <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, you literally said you would run over to run over children to get a foul ball. You did make that claim <laughs> as far as your love of charity. I stand by it. <laughs>
1: so it can't be
3: any children's charity. Why
1: what? I treat kids equally. That's, I want a foul ball too. What, just because Just because little J, little Johnny's eight years old and I'm 42
2: means he gets his first foul ball and I don't? That's age discrimination, my friends. I'm assuming this is a KRC text. It just says, Club soda with lime is how I've been able to get a scoop at every business conference I've gone to. They think I'm in the same state they are, but fair or foul. I've got no idea what that's in reference to.
1: What could we have talked about? How's it? It's could... not us. It's KRC. Yeah, yeah. A club soda and lime. Club soda is disgusting, by the way. People so, drink
3: San Pellegrino at my work, and it's so nasty.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's
3: like sparkling water. Why are
2: you laughing? out? not So it's not an alcohol. <laughs> so Danny, aka Podcast Trevor, he yeah. he's been doing a lot of uh, like traveling for his job, and he was in—I don't even know where. I think he actually was in Lexington. It was a couple weeks ago. Okay. And Dick for meals at the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to really, this. yeah. He's very tired, but it's like he's like I got to get a picture with Dick for a meal. I'm gonna I don't to want a friend. picture. To and yeah. so he does the thing where he's like, I don't want to look like the, you know, the the loser who's at the hotel bar not drinking. So he just orders like a Coors Light and like walks around. He's like, Hey, Dick, can I get like a, a picture real quick? And like Dick Vermeule, like, and like talks to Dick Vermeule for a while. He's like, Don't eat. He's like, I realized afterwards, I haven't even opened the top to my beer. I've got no intention of drinking That's this thing. So embarrassing. Yeah, you've got to do what you got to do. To, oh, Dick Vermeule's a cool dude. I social. bet he. I bet he'd understand. He said he was very cool.
1: I've got to interview Dick Vermeule twice, and they were both. I, I think the first time I did, I fanboyed out, being an Eagles fan. Really. Yeah, even though he did, you know, have the mental breakdown and cried and left us. And,
2: the crying was bad.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know what? I I still I still have a thing. I've got Dick Vermeil mini auto, uh, mini helmet autographed, So yeah, I'm still Dick Vermeil fanboy. There's no Andy Reid, but you know still.
2: Texas says Malik Cunningham named to the Maxwell Award watch list. Malik is a scrub. Lucky if he starts the season from TK. That was oh, that Trevor's response to that. That
1: might be uh, I'm assuming that's a KRC
2: text. No, no, no. It's somebody who's just giving you crap because you don't like Malik Cunningham. I don't dislike Malik Cunningham. The second part was them saying that was your quote. Malik's on the Maxwell Award list, and it said, TK, Malik is a scrub. Lucky if he starts this season.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to deny that I hadn't maybe called him a scrub at a time or two, but I never said he shouldn't be a starter. It is
2: now officially award season, which means every single player on every single team will be on some awards watch list. I mean, if this was—what like, are the radio awards? Like Marconi Awards? We would be on the Marconi Award watch list. If this yeah. was how—if college football was the way that the, like every award operated. They just— like, the Remington Award is the center. They basically just name, you can be like a freshman who you, you never played. If you're the starting center or the backup center on a team, you're on the Remington Award preseason watch list. And it's brilliant because every school makes, turns it into a press release. It's a great pub for your award. It, it, like If I was running the, I don't know, the Jim Thorpe Award or the, the Lou Groza Award or the whatever award, I would absolutely include as many names as I possibly could just because you want you know, your name popping up. It's great for SEO, great for search engine optimization popping up all those google searches yeah yeah there you go <laughs> texas says, uh, hey guys i just heard the commercial for bourbon and beyond and it reminded me i'm the guy that won the tickets yeah We're, yeah we've got uh we've got your contact information the tickets have not come in yet uh, everybody who has won tickets to the bourbon beyond or louder than life I know some people have, have contacted. They haven't sent us the passes yet. When they do, no. Dugan will get in contact with you and we'll make that happen. We've got some time. We'll the concert's a like another like, month and a half away. It's yeah. September, yeah, we, yeah. We've got a little bit of time, but I, I get it. Texas says, uh, to the surprise of no one on three. I, I've seen this actually. I'll, I'll save this text because I do want to talk about this in a second. Texas every time you say long COVID, a Republican loses its, its wings. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I mean, I know like three other people who have long COVID, and I think two of them are conservative. So. It's a real thing. It's out there. Trust me. I wish it wasn't. It'd be a lot cooler if I mean, it was. it's just COVID that lasts longer, right? It, it it's hard. It's not to, a clever name. It's not. See, it's nothing like COVID though. Like the, the symptoms are totally different. Like I've. So shouldn't you call it something else? But it's because of. I that, Think it's right? piggybacking on the COVID popularity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think there's still so much. It's still so fresh. Like doctors don't know what the hell's going on. Like nobody does. It's, but it's look. It when I had COVID in January, it was nothing. Like I did the show when we went had COVID. Like we brought the Comrex over. I did it from home. I was oh, just yeah. I was just a little bit more tired than usual. is so the only time I got to come to your house. Yeah, and you couldn't come in because we had you wouldn't a let house me come with in. COVID. Penny barking, Virginia running around naked. Virginia was naked, which she usually is. Um but he you was were here. meeting me at the door, you're like, Don't come in. Well, we all had COVID. I
3: absolutely cannot relate. When I had COVID, I felt like trash.
2: See, it's different for everybody. Like I it was nothing for me. I felt fine for a while. And then boom, like in, in May, like looking back on it, I had kind of some of the few symptoms I think the weeks up, but it was so little that I didn't think anything of it. And then out of nowhere, just total crash and like I've got a billion symptoms they do different don't, every week. The it only sucks. time I
1: thought I had it was in February of 2020, and you I, may have. Well, the doctor because this is before COVID became like really came out. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said I had walking pneumonia. See, my parents got and, and really I, I've sick. had pneumonia before. I mean, I've had walking pneumonia before. Yeah. So, I mean, and I knew, I mean, it was very similar, but I mean, then again, if you look at the symptoms, they're probably similar to COVID as well.
2: I think there are a lot of people now that looking back, like my family got, my parents got really, really sick December of uh, 2019, like right before the new year changed. And like my mom never gets sick. And so much of like, we had to cancel Christmas. Like we didn't go to my parents for Christmas. We didn't do any of that stuff. And like, looking back on it, I'm like, that probably was, probably was COVID.
1: We were doing a remote and DJ was out of town. It was me, Nick and Dugan at Oxmoor. And it was to the point where Nick and Dugan were just like, at, after the seven o'clock hour, like, just go home, Trevor. Yeah. Like, I was, I, was, I guess I was just like death. I was like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, we'll do the last hour, but we got this. You just go home.
3: I was just mad because I didn't get it till the beginning of
2: this year. That's no, when I was I got. Like,
3: it. I thought I made it out, you know?
2: I got it right at the very end of the, like, the Omicron, I guess, like yes. the, that wave, late January. It was, and it was, of course, my daughter brought it home from school. They, like, there was. We got the notice, the email, like, hey, there's been a co- po- positive COVID test in Virginia's class and all this stuff. And, like, sure enough, like, she feels terrible the next day. And I'm like, oh, oh. crap. And I'm, then Mary and I both, like, the day after that, feel terrible. It was like, yeah. I didn't
3: even know where I got I mean, it. I mean, I, I don't know, know if I've had
2: it
1: because, like, all the symptoms are just, like, my day-to-day symptoms anyway. Like, short of breath, laziness. Jeez. Like,
2: just don't want to do anything. I'm like, that's me 24-7 anyway. That's I mean. what I said originally because they were, like, you know, the two two main symptoms were flu-like symptoms and then, Fatigue. and I'm like, well, I'm an asthmatic who lives in the Ohio Valley, yeah. and I've got at that time a child under the age of one. I, I, I feel like I've got COVID 50 yeah. times a day. Oh
1: man, out of shape and overweight. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean,
2: but this is a uh, this has been a different animal. This is uh, ha- has not been fun. Texture says uh, after you kick, you still have to run the bases, Trevor. Yeah, thank you. I just said I'm going to send like I'm I'm, I'm up i up to like my Babe Ruth stage. I already I already addressed this. Texters, listen, open your ears, pay attention. Texas, every time that. I hear you guys talk on the radio. I would makes me want to pay good money for Satterfield to be in studio for a segment. Oh, he's never come on the show. You don't think he'd come on? He's never. Come
1: no, I tell you out. what. If he, was t- if he wins 10 games this year, he'll come on just to, like, rub our faces in it, at
2: least mine. And I'd be okay with that. Well, yeah. I think we all would. Texas Kersley <laughs> was saying Frank Martin probably drinks club soda with lime at conference meetings. Oh, okay. I can see. <laughs> what do you think
1: Frank Martin? I don't see Frank I'm Martin. I'm really listening drink. to both. First of all, Frank Martin to drink club soda. Frank Martin's. Like, he's straight, like, bourbon on, on the rocks, I think. I can see that. Texas like, says... What uh, Satterfield drinks at, at the... <laughs>
2: Texas says, Bronnie the Ville. Nope, never mind. Young Mellow to the Ville. There you go. Does Mellow have a kid out there? Texas says, it's a reaction to the vaccine or the booster. There is zero evidence long COVID exists. Except, lots of people who have long COVID and still have long COVID had it before that even a vaccine existed. So, suck it. Also, awesome. there's, pl- there's plenty of evidence that long COVID actually exists. It's what actually, about
1: short COVID, medium COVID? Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> stop reading whatever that. I got three crazy quarters, science guy I got, on long. I got two thirds quarter, quarter COVID. Hey, I told you have, you. have you ever noticed your commercial that we air on our TV station? comes on right before like a low rent like alex jones guy you've told me that before it's so great yeah i've got to do it's, another one this is a great commercial
2: uh let's talk r- real quickly about the i, I want to talk about the Greg Sankey stuff today so okay i mentioned last week there was no like gigantic news the conference alignment stuff died down at least a little bit which was nice but if there was one storyline that caught my ear a little bit it was the I guess momentum or buzz that maybe the ACC was a little bit safer than we initially thought in those opening two weeks. There was talk from people who have and again I'm not smart enough to tell you the I, the language of the Grand of rights and how airtight it is or if it is airtight at all, but there are people who know this stuff more than me and they're like people who were saying the grant of right is, is not a big deal to keep these current ACC schools locked in until 2036 or at least for a few more years until something can be done to generate more funds from the, 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 the Big Ten or the SEC. They don't know what they're talking about. The, the ACC is stronger than people initially thought. And I was like, eh, we'll hmm. see. We'll see. My, my stance this entire time has been if there's a conference that wants a school in the ACC and that school in the ACC wants to go, no piece of paper, no grant of rights, no nothing – is going to keep that from happening. But
1: I mean didn't can you it didn't stop Maryland leaving to the Big 10, did it?
2: The the Grand wasn't in place
1: then. Oh, it was. not Okay.
2: This has all been since like we joined the conference and they wanted to find Since Maryland bounced They on basically them. wanted to lock everybody in and gain stability for okay. the future. Like gotcha. the, the ACC chose to prioritize stability. That that was their big thing. We, you know, we're good with our 14 and a half teams. Let's keep everybody around. So Greg Sankey's talking today, and of course the topic comes up, you guys are adding OU, you guys are adding Texas the Big Ten has made its move with UCLA and USC. What's next for you? Like, there's these reports out there that you're you're targeting some ACC schools and all this stuff. And he basically shoots. It was another bad day for Swim Swam. He basically shoots <laughs> down the the Swim Swam report. Course,
1: Swim Swam. So you get Swim Swam. I got an issue with Swim Swam you know, on Friday. But go on. You got an
2: issue with Swim Swam?
1: Yeah, I mean, he gave you some false information on Friday. I texted you after the show oh, about what? About uh, Louisville records.
2: Oh, about the oh the scores. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Swim Swam.
1: Oh, whoever it was lying That was somebody you.
2: who texted in a graphic from a different thing. That graphic was a liar. Well, the <laughs> thing was right, but it, it wasn't an active streak. When, when was it active? In the 50s? No, it was, these are all, those were post-2000. Oh, okay. So well. I think it broke, like this, it broke in 2018, I think. Yeah. But yeah, the way it was listed was confusing. Anyways, people have no idea what we're talking about. Not a clue. Neither do we, so don't feel bad. That's fine. So Greg Stanky today has asked about the SEC expanding and, you know, are you guys in active talks with anything? And he basically says, like, no, we're good right now. Like, And you take that for what it's worth. But he did address head on the grant of rights thing. He said, as far as the ACC is concerned, some schools and certain conferences have grant of rights deals. And, quote, we're not going to get in the middle of those. Now, it does kind of, and I use when I saw this, my initial thought, and I use the, the the graphic is the Jerry Maguire, you know. My word is my bond and it's stronger than oak. I'm oh, like, <laughs> okay, psyche. I'll believe it as far as I can say. But if you it's see like Jerry there, give a snip, see if you see him around. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's more like we think that we can't negotiate our way around this, it does make me feel better. Like I'm starting to feel at least a little bit good about the next few years. And every time that happens, every time I start to feel comfortable or confident about the the future of the the, the league, something terrible happens and we get like the, the world gets blown up again. But as far as right now, I, I don't know. I mean, Sankey coming out and saying that, it's not the end-all, be-all, but it does make me feel a little bit more better, like, like comfortable that we're going to see this. Out. Remember how we all were so excited about the 2026 schedule when they announced the new scheduling deal for the ACC moving forward? Yeah. And we're like, man, we got yeah. Georgia, we got Notre Dame, we got uh, Clemson, we got Florida State, we got Miami. This is the dream schedule. We've been dying for this our entire lives. And then this happens a week later, and you're like, yeah, it feels like the chances of us actually getting to have that schedule are like 10%. Now, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it certainly feels a lot more likely than it did a couple of weeks ago. I think having the time, and Hurd said this in his conversation with WDRB, allowing the dust to settle a little bit and seeing that it wasn't like the sky is falling and everything's going to change and the dominoes are going to start tipping over one after the other after the other every single week has allowed kind of cooler heads to prevail. And I think now we're seeing a at least a path to potential survival for the ACC moving forward.
1: Now they're look, not looking to expand in any way. Well, I mean— They've got why? Because if you're going to survive, then you're going to have to probably start picking up some of the lower levels, why? which is the Pac-12. Why? You want to survive, right?
2: Why? What, what leads you to believe that if the if the Big Twelve isn't going to expand and the Pac-12 isn't going to expand, that the ACC needs to expand?
1: The well, the Big Twelve is going to try to expand. I think
2: they're saying they're they're holding still. They're saying no. They're saying the same thing the ACC is right now. Well, that's that's great, but I don't believe it. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure at some
1: point the Big Ten said they weren't expanding anymore too, and look what they did. I don't think they have. Has the SEC ever said it? I, I mean, think. I don't
2: know. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you say you don't think they have, but you don't know for certain, and neither Do I? But that's different. I mean, we're talking about you're talking about this thing where the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the ACC are actively saying we're not looking to expand in a climate where everybody has said. Everybody's going to yeah. These out. conferences
1: also said they were an alliance and weren't going anywhere. Well, I mean, the, everybody knew the alliance was <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying you can, you. Any, time a commissioner tells you anything, you have to take it with a grain of salt.
2: For sure, but he's saying this isn't him saying like we don't want to target these ACC schools. He's basically saying. We're not going to because do, they've do got you, this grant of do rights. Do you
1: think the grant of rights is going to stop school A or B from leaving the ACC
2: at all, really? I can't tell you at all. I'm saying exactly, I'm telling you what Greg Sankey is. I
1: don't, I and I, I mean, do you believe, I mean, he may, and he may believe it in his own mind, but do you think that that would well, stop? Well, that's school? how I
2: preface my entire Your conversation. Personal opinion. I don't know, like, how airtight the language is. I can't exactly tell you. There's debates about how much of a precursor this actually is and how much, how hard it would be to work around. And I, if there's arguments between lawyers about the language, I certainly can't sit here and tell you. So I've got no idea.
1: I mean, I just wonder if it's worth the, the juice, is worth the squeeze to a school to like go through the legal fight to leave the ACC for another conference. I don't know.
2: I, again, I don't know. That's how I started the whole thing was by saying, I don't know. <laughs> and we're diving into the Greg Sankey conference.
1: <laughs> is there anything you do know, Mr. Rutherford? Not on that front. Not, okay. the, not on the Grand Rite.
2: <laughs> I can't give you any sort of inside information. And I I mean, don't think anybody else can either. I'm
1: sure there's got to be some kind of loophole in the Grand right. I don't, again, i didn't make it to that day of law school to, to, to contracts off. yeah contracts was week week two so i, I missed that class i, I skipped that day i <laughs> think there's a movie that came out i was contracts like contracts was first and second semester <laughs> first day second semester i was like yeah nothing goes on in the first day right well, what did i know so but i'm so there's gotta be some kind of loophole and, and if there is we will see it at some point because I just didn't, if the ACC thinks they have no need to expand or have no fear that they're going to lose a team, I think then they are, they're, they're heading the sand personally in this well, What would
2: you rather have? Let, let me ask you this because let's say the big 12, I mean, what I would rather have, hold what, hold I think on, could happen. what would you rather have? Okay. Let's say the, the SEC and the big 10, they both stand pat at, at 16. Like they're, they're good there. Let's say the big 12 doesn't pick off the Pac 12 teams. The Pac. 12, uh, the Pac-12 maybe adds two schools from the Mount West or something. They get back to 12. Boise
1: or something like that, yeah. Exactly.
2: They they finally can get BYU on board, whatever. Would you rather have the ACC go out and get – and I'm keeping Notre Dame out of this because I feel like that's a – it's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Would you rather have the ACC hold at 14 teams for football and 15 for everything else or go out there and get, I don't know, a couple of teams from the Pac-12 and a couple of teams from the Big 12?
1: Um – if, 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 if the Pac-12 is going to stay a somewhat entity of some kind. And that's what's happening in this hypothetical. Uh, then no, I don't want to go out and get a score from the Pac-12 if I'm if that's happening. Now, if the Pac-12 is dissolving, slowly but surely, which it's already doing anyway, uh, but more so at that point, then yes. Then I say you need to get your piece of the pie for the ACC in terms of the West Coast coverage.
2: I'm kind of there with you. I just, and I don't know none of this is based on what the fans want. But from a fan perspective, well, I didn't. I mean, let's just keep from it a, a
1: fan it perspective. I haven't wanted this for, for well, exactly. 10 years. But I'm saying like now we have to I mean, evolve. We to should the new be landscape. in the big East, Maryland should be in the ACC, Trevor, Nebraska should be in neither the here nor
2: there. Like, we, we all agree on that front. We're talking about right now, like, the, 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 the landscape has shifted. We're now trying to react yeah. to where we are now. I don't want anything else to happen. Like, if, if it's more like confusion, more like craziness stuff, like, I don't want a conference where it's these 14 teams that kind of make a little bit of sense and have a little bit of history now and then tossing in. I don't know, Washington State or Arizona, even Arizona <laughs> and Arizona State. It just feels stupid to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no need to. I mean, I,
1: I'm a big fan of the component of the geographical thing, so therefore this is like just giving me – I mean, co- the conferences have been giving me migraines for a decade now with all this crap, so it bothers me. But I've also learned to get pa- move past it because what bothers me – there's going to be a lot of things that bother me, and yeah. I had to learn to live with it.
2: Is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I'd
1: love to see the ACC stay stay afloat. I mean, but I just don't.
2: I think it's going to. The, the, <laughs> it's been my take from the beginning. I feel more confident about it now. I think, in some way, shape, or form, five years from now, the ACC is still in existence and Louisville's a member. I mean,
1: doesn't it matter more really? What the, the ACC's life doesn't matter as much what the ACC does as what the Big Ten and the, and the SEC do. For sure. I yeah. mean, what their decisions are what determine how the ACC and Big Twelve move on in life, pretty or in much, the Pac Twelve, pretty much. I mean, we're at, their, we're at their mercy. You're not wrong.
2: All right, got to go to break when we Usually come back. I'm not. Hour number two is on the like, way. I'm a kickball expert. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, my God. Back to kickball.
2: We will have uh, – we need to react to the baseball draft last night. Which Cardinals heard their name? Day two is going on right now. We may actually hear another UFL player have his name called before we get to the end of today's show. We'll talk about that. We'll take some text on the commentary alignment stuff as well at 502-414-1450. We'll roll on with hour number two with the Mike Rutherford Show next here on 1450 and one The Big X.
0: I've been through the desert on a
3: horse with no name It felt good to be out of the rain In the desert, you can not remember
2: Even more confused by the theme now than I was after America.
3: I was literally just about to say
2: that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, this isn't the theme, but I was watching the uh, King of the Hill over the weekend, and it was the one where Anne was trying to sing this song, and she's like, "Little Lady Lemonade." <laughs> 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 no, I <idea>. do <laughs> version
3: with like Kelly Clarkson and everything. Yeah, that's so not good. Little Kim's in it. That
1: little version. Kim was in it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so good. So you don't know the theme still, right?
2: Well, no, I, I mean, who would? It's, it's, it's once you know it, you're gonna be like.
1: I'm such an idiot.
2: As long as it's one of those and not like Jenna didn't remember this because one time Trevor did <laughs> <to> thing <same, laughs> it was a soundtrack from an obscure NBA highlights video gazette that he owned in the 80s. Why would any of us know that? Exactly. Because it was the most awesome movie ever
1: made for, for sports and music combined. Okay. okay. No, this 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 does have a sport there there's a sports related to the theme of the today okay
2: no way
3: mike we also have to talk about talk about bob's burgers
2: we do we'll talk about the movie in a second before we well we haven't even talked about stranger things yet before we do any of that we have to talk about our friends over there (laughs) sir. oh yes definitely (laughs) it's getting hot this week wednesday has the potential to be the hottest day of the year in louisville could be the third time this year that temps hit over 100 degrees and if you're in Trevor's car, it's like 127 degrees. That's uh, the way it works. That's what he thinks the actual temperature is. If this causes your AC to go haywire, if it causes your AC to go out, there's only one place to go. It's AirServe. they got technicians available 24 7, so it doesn't matter what time your air conditioning goes out. They're going to be around to help you out. They're like EMTs for your HVAC. Hit up their website for all the information on what they do outside of just AC repair. Uh, AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. It's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. That's airserve.com slash Louisville again EMTs for your HVAC they're around you need them it's going to be a bad week it's going to be hot make sure the air has got your house Functioning at its best possible capacity. Uh, we've got uh, some baseball stuff to get to here, real quickly. I know it's a sore subject for Jenna. Her Cubs are in shambles. Yeah, it is what it is. But we had the hey, draft. My Blue Jays are having their ups and downs this year. They are. Trevor,
3: here. nobody asked about the Blue Jays. All right. No one cares about the Cubs. Yes, they do. People love to bully <laughs> yeah. the Cubs, okay? I love it's great the Cubs. for people to see that the Cubs are not doing well.
2: The Cubs are getting sued by the federal government now, by the way. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Who sued
3: the Cubs? I've been
2: saying for years the Cubs need to be put behind bars. And finally,
3: <laughs> the Ricketts need to be put behind bars. Well, let's so. not let's not make it a franchise thing.
2: Is <laughs> that who owns them? I guess. Yeah, yeah the Ricketts yeah. family. The Cubs fans hate them now. They, we should. Did, aren't they the just y- trying to buy a soccer US, team? Dog. The, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago filed a federal lawsuit against the Cubs, alleging the team failed to ensure that renovations at Wrigley Field were appropriately accessible to fans who use wheelchairs and have other disabilities. Again, I've been saying it for years. Oh, I've seen stuff. Throw about that. the Cubs behind bars. Throw what? away the key, get him out of here. Wait a minute, huh? are
1: you telling me? Are you telling me the the, the Cubs organization is not a fan of the? Uh, they don't care about the handicapped. People. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. About that them. is such they, a big claim. Wow,
2: <laughs> they don't care. The Cubs, Cubs don't care about disabled people. I bet you why. Um, the Reds just mad you, that no matter how. I bet bad you the you the swing so over to Comiskey, the they've got a they've got a wheelchair ramp. <laughs> get him out of here. They don't get care. Out of here. Evil.
3: <laughs> Great um, American is so nice.
2: Throw him in jail. Well, hey, at least it's wheelchair accessible. It's all that matters. Get out of here, Joe. <laughs> uh, so the, the baseball draft is happening. First uh, two rounds were yesterday. We've got players actually being selected as we're talking during the break. Ben Metzinger was just selected uh, in the seventh round by the Brew Crew. Picked tw- 222 overall. Other picks from today, Jared Polin. Round six, pick 172 to the Marlins. Um, and then Michael Prosecchi, was closer from this past season, was picked by the Rockies. Ooh, your pitcher. Need the Rockies take you. You're just like, oh. <laughs> Round six. Just be happy to be sorry, there. just be happy to be there. Sorry, Sean. If, if you're listening, I mean, it's, my apologies. Seriously,
1: gut punch, right? You're like, I got drafted by the Rockies. It's like, oh. oh.
2: <laughs> round six, pick 176. Uh, yesterday, the, the the first Louisville player to hear his name called was Dalton Rushing, who was selected uh, 40th overall. Technically. Second round by the Los Angeles Dodgers. I guess the, the Dodgers said, hey, Will Smith's working out pretty well. Let's go for another Louisville catcher. Let's make... Let's Maybe he'll be ready by the time Will's ready for a new contract, or maybe he can just be the heir apparent.
1: Who knows? But rushing goes. Well, maybe they'll rotate two level catchers now with with Will. And Sto- was it Austin Hedges? Is the other guy they have? It, well, or?
2: it's pretty much now just Will Smith. Like, okay, is it okay? Good. Yeah, he, he's he's landed the the starting job. Last year was the last year him. of that that 50 split. Pretty much, stuff. Okay. it's it's become mostly him, which is why it's a absolute just screw job that he's not playing in the All Star game because yeah. his numbers are insanely better than the, the Braves catcher.
1: So the Cubs cheated to get Contreras. What?
2: But That's the, not even what we're talking about. The other Louisville players of note, and I say players; these are signees of note who were selected. And we kind of knew this was coming. Uh, we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago when Sean was on the show and when Matt McGavick were, was on the show. Cam Collier uh, goes to the Reds at pick yeah, 18 overall. Red.
1: Now, is that bittersweet for you? Like, like the Reds are
2: stealing Louisville's big recruit. I mean, I guess if it no. wasn't them, it have been somebody else. But he's a so he's a U of signee, but U of is known for a long time. I think that he was never going to make it to campus. He is. I mean. The big, shocker, the, the big shocker here was that he slipped all the way to pick 18 because he was in every mock draft that I saw a top five pick. Mm. I know the Athletic had him as their number two overall prospect in this draft. He goes to 18. There was some word that is because his asking price was going to be too high. I don't think it'll be an issue for the Reds to sign him. Um, he's I mean, you're right. He's one of four players in the top 18 who whose father's played in the in the MLB. Yeah, The number uh, one pick is Matt Holliday's son. The number two pick is Andrew Jones' son. First time ever, by the way, I believe that, that's happened,
1: I read, where it's the first time ever uh, uh, second generations went one and two.
2: That is unreal. I mean, it makes sense, though. And yeah. then I can't remember who the other player was besides Collier, whose dad played in the MLB, He was top 18 pick, but definitely a we're old as hell type nine. The other no, Louisville man, player who was signed, no and this is another one that I think there was some hope that maybe he would I don't want to say hope. You never want a kid to slip if you're, uh, and I'm sure Dan McDonald didn't want this to happen, but there was some uh, thought before last week that maybe he would slip far enough that he would go to U of L and, and wouldn't sign with a pro team. But when he got the invite to attend the actual draft, that was a pretty good indication that he was going to go <laughs> on the first day. I know they did that for basically track. They do. Okay. Um, Jacob Miller, right hand pitcher, he was selected 46th overall by the Marlins. He certainly sounds like he has no intention of playing college baseball. So the, the, the stat that Sean threw out a couple weeks ago blew my mind a little bit. That the last nine recruiting classes that Dan McDonald's had, he has not gotten his top signee on campus because Ugh. they they keep getting guys drafted. But also, that's a good, good thing and a bad have. thing, it's, right? It's, I mean, it's good for the name recognition. I mean, Dan McDonald was on the MLB uh, TV's draft cover. Saw so. that. I saw yeah. That's great for the program. Jeez. It's it's good look. You want to beat me so bad. It's mm-hmm. good look for U of L baseball. And also, like, it's not just a U of L thing. The only other players who had uh, who had multiple players drafted last night in terms of like signees and mobile college programs who had signees drafted last night were LSU and Vanderbilt, who are the only two programs that had better draft classes than Louisville's uh, twenty twenty two three class. Louisville's number three class in the country coming in next year, and Vandy and LSU are the only programs ahead of them. So you're signing the right players. There's no question about it. It's just this is going to happen. It's the way baseball works. A lot of times if a kid goes top 10, top 40, top 50— they're going to bounce on college. It's happened with local kids. It's happened with national kids. We saw Dalen Lyle from Trinity last year, GoPro. We saw Joe Adele from Ballard a couple yep. of years ago, yeah. uh, GoPro. Um, it just it happens.
1: Blue Jays used one of their second-round picks on an LSU kid. Did they? Yeah, I think it was the 70th pick. Dynamite
2: drop intro. I'm
1: it, <laughs> like I'm the, the Bob
2: Uecker sidekick on. That's the quote. Yeah,
1: there's a reason why he's the best in the business. <laughs> uh,
2: the Miller kid, and if you're wondering, if you're like, hey, pick 46, that seems kind of low. Why is he? Is there a chance he would go? The signing bonus is still, you know, his, his slot is go- set to pay him 1.7 million dollars. That's
1: now but who drafted him? The Marlins. The Marlins. That's not, that. That doesn't guarantee the Marlins would offer him that though. Because yeah. sometimes they that was, wasn't it the Kareem Rocker problem? is that He wanted, well, he Kumar. wanted, what's that? Kumar. Kumar, yeah. My like man's
3: just Kareem. making up names now. Hey, this, no. is, this is every day. <laughs> he like, didn't
2: make them up. This is how of a At, least, at least I call him John Rocker, okay? <laughs> I, mean. I did see yesterday, because you saw Kumar Rocker. That was the big storyline of the draft. Was but now he, he, he was. He was third overall. He, out of nowhere. I don't know. I thought he was like, oh, he did. Okay. Because he slipped last year. Because when he got drafted originally, he went 10th. He slipped last year. Didn't sign. Yeah. Played in a you know, pro league. Like yeah. an independent pro league this past season, he wanted more though than
1: his spot was he like assigned. But on because he was going quote. up
2: against you know independent guys this past year, not high quality competition, and has had a ton of shoulder problems. The common thought going into this year's draft was he's going to go in the second round. He may not go with the first day was the thought. And then the buzz starts coming out. The, the Mammal B riders start tweeting out, like, hey, hearing that Kumar Rocker may go way higher than anybody thinks, and the Rangers take him at pick uh, three overall. So he'll be reunited with Jack Leiter, his Vanderbilt teammate, a.k.a. the son of uh, Al Leiter. Uh, another, oh, wow. Another former Blue Jays. Another for, well, for, I think it was former Matt Moore, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah, you claim what you can over there. TJ. Only because he won't hit the Reds in that playoff in 99. He was, he was, uh,
1: he was a bullpen play, uh, guy for the Blue Jays' second World Series team.
2: There you go. Yeah. But uh, th- that was the big storyline nationally for the draft. As far as— uh,
1: I didn't realize he went third. I didn't see that. Like, yeah. I, I saw him trending, but I just assumed it was something to do with the fact that he was holding out or something again from last year. Right.
2: As far as Cam Collier is concerned, his slot value, $3,659,800 uh, 3, $3, <laughs> is what he's set to be paid by the Reds. Um we'll That's for the 18th pick? Yeah. That number It you know, seems high for the eighteenth pick in a major league baseball draft. Could go up or down. He's a I mean, he's a steal for the Reds if they're able to sign it, because he was not supposed to fall to them and he's you know, hey, we got young talent in Cincinnati. If we if we got nothing else, we got some young talent. I mean, you know, please God, don't let Ellie De La Cruz go away before he gets to the pros. Because like,
1: most, most drafts do a slotted draft wage now. Correct. And that is at three at eighteen for three million. That, I, think, I feel like that's higher than both NFL and NBA at that draft spot. Basically 3.7 mil. Like, the NBA, I mean, I think that's higher than you would get at that draft spot for the NBA and NFL, which is insane to think because those sports are, are sports that you require a pick at 18 to almost immediately come in and make an impact.
2: The other thing about that is he's and, and he's 17 years old. Imagine having well, 3.7 oh mil at 17 years old.
1: I mean— Nuts. I know. I mean, in NBA, I mean, you're only talking two-year difference anyway. You'd be 19 still i mean nfl obviously the one exception you've got to be 21 but that's just I, I don't know it just baffles me that that the the baseball is paying that much more at those later slots than sports that really i think you, you I, I don't i i would think baseball would be the last amongst the amongst those three and they have area.
2: a shocking amount of money every time those dollar figures come out in you know why it's because uh, no, they play I mean, 162 well, games
1: i mean not to mention i mean america's past they're on, the only on. sport where you are seeing guys getting 200 million dollar cool. contracts yeah it's a I big, mean, big what, was, what was the contract the guy from the Washington turned down recently? Wasn't it like a four hundred million dollar contract. No, Juan Soto, yeah. Yeah, and he turned out like a like, like billion dollars for four years or something? He,
2: he can do whatever he wants. He's so good. They're like, we're gonna give you
1: sixty billion and make you a senator. He's like, yeah, you know, because you know who his agent is. <laughs> uh, is it Scott Boris? <laughs> it's got Scott Boris. okay. yeah. I was trying to think who's the other. Who's the other big agent? It was Boris and um, was it Steinberg? Was that the what was the other? Lee, uh, Way a stereotype, bro. Well, no, <laughs> no. What was Lee Lee's <laughs> last name? I I don't know who you're talking about. The Stein, it was Steinberg, right? Isn't that the, the other big, big agent? I that don't was know. the time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not stereotyping. <laughs> I'm assuming you're right. Okay. I just remember. Texas will tell me if I'm wrong or not. I'm sure they will.
2: Who cares? Ah, we we're, we're good. But <laughs> props to Dalton Rushing. I'm sure he's happy to be going out to L.A. It sounds like a good fit for him. They love his pop. They love, hey, and again, Louisville catchers worked out pretty well for him in the past. Why not try to double down? Kind of sucks that we're not going to get our top two signings. But if there is a positive, it sounds like the other players uh, who, you know, there were a couple of other guys in that signing class that were, according to Sean and according to some others, kind of teetering on if they get taken here, it may be iffy that they make it to college. It sounds like, unless these guys are just hell-bent on going pro, they're probably in a situation where it's going to be in their best interest to come here and play at Louisville, uh, including uh, one of those, Corbin Dickerson from from Trinity, another you, two have... signees this year. He, I don't think, went high enough that he's going to be able to justify going pro.
1: You may have dropped the stat before, but if you did. I'll apologize later on. No, you won't. won't. Uh, probably not. Louisville, how many years in a row has they had a player or slash signing taken in the first round? I'm not sure, but it's— I mean, And I'm not thinking Louisville's probably any any like, contention of matching like any historical numbers in that. No, but it's been a lot of years in a row now. But, uh, yeah, it feels like it's been at least, like, ten.
2: Because I know that they had—the only step that I, I had was we've had more players taken in the first um, two rounds in the last six years than any other college program in America. Since in last- 2016, we've had more top-two-round picks uh, in, than any program.
1: I mean, I would think maybe not ten years. We, we we maybe not been on ten years of the first round pick, but
2: it's been close because that you know you look back ten years. Because you got to remember the when, first round
1: also goes like forty picks too. So. Yeah,
2: because uh, starting with like the Brendan McKay Corey Ray era, I feel like that's when it was like every year. Bam, what year bam, was bam. Corey
1: Ray? That was like oh, that was. 15, 14, I want to say 15. Corey Ray
2: was twenty fourteen. I think McKay was twenty thirteen. That sounds right. Actually, yeah, I, I, no I think you're right. On and then that. since then, it's been like every year. I mean, that's that's yeah, nice. Signees, years. Basically, signees and actual Yeah, yeah, players.
1: one of the two, yeah. I mean, I, I consider a person a player who, you know, even though they're taking him out of high school and never plays here, but he, he signed with Louisville, so that would ta- I would count that.
2: And it is crazy. I mean, we're talking about now we've had four active players drafted in the first seven rounds, one in the top 40, two signees taken in the top 50, one goes 18th overall. And yet and still, even with losing all of that talent, Louisville's projected by every early top 25 that's come out so far to be a top five team next season. Like, that's just goes to show it, like how well Dan McDonald's done, not just in landing superstars, but in building depth.
1: As a Reds and Louisville fan, would you rather have the draft pick go to sign with the Reds or go back, go to Louisville?
2: Um, sign with the Reds. Okay. Just because I think. you
1: know there's not a chance they might get him in three years? Is that what maybe it is? I mean,
2: if it was. My thing is like he was going to go pro. Hate like, no, he was going to go pro <laughs> this entire time. Like they've known for months he wasn't coming there. So if it wasn't the Reds, it was going to be somebody else. Like there was no chance of him going to U of L. Yeah,
1: but it's, but it's the Reds it makes it gives me more. If you're saying like if you're yeah. saying like Dream World, but but, but, it, but because it's the Reds, it makes it a nice, interesting question to ask you as a fan of both teams. Well, so are
2: you saying like like Dream World? Like it's either he goes to U of L for three years or he signs with the Reds right now. Yeah, like then, you, then I say yeah he goes to U of L. I pick U of L over the Reds.
1: Yeah. I mean oh, okay good all right you pick yeah. the Reds.
2: No, I love the Reds, but I love UofL more. If I'm doing a hierarchy of sports loves, UofL's first. Maybe, maybe if Phil Castellini Reds wasn't seconds. in
1: charge, you'd let him go to the Reds? God,
2: <laughs> probably, maybe. If I if I thought they had an open window, if I thought this window that's coming up was like anytime soon and not something that's going to be screwed up three years from now, then maybe I'd say Reds. But no, I'd, I'd like to see Cam Collier dropping bombs at Patterson.
1: Little unknown fact, Phil Castellini is the cause of long COVID. But because him on. <laughs> it's the long Castellini. <laughs> specialized <laughs> like, <laughs> specialized long COVID. Like I feel like I could get super slander for that. <laughs> the he's monkey. the type of guy that would absolutely sue <laughs> you for it. He's the guy who's the, the base and cause. He's, the, he's the guy who'd like seek <laughs> you out and be like <laughs> he's, he's
2: the, in this situation, he's that outbreak monkey. I'm coming for everything you <laughs> Yeah. <can>. Bring it. <laughs> uh 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas before T.K. said it today. I'd never heard anyone refer to Juan Soto, one of the top five players in the game, as "quote the guy from Washington." (laughs) (laughs) He is the Washington
1: store, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: Doesn't change the fact that you should probably know his name.
2: I mean, I was I was getting there. (laughs) Texas says Trevor got it together with game with with names. Uh, Trevor got it together with names. Coach Cahill Fentanyl. What? <laughs> Remember how you used to always call kill fentanyl, kill fentanyl? It is. Oh, okay, that's right.
1: I got it wrong. It's not the that That is definitely fentanyl. an insult. <laughs> yeah.
2: Where's <laughs> Text- good fentanyl at? Texter says, Mexico? reminder for Trevor to tell Mike his stat about Louisville scoring 14 points in 70 games was wrong. <laughs> it wasn't wrong. It just isn't active. Well, you've read false news. I did. I read the tweet as it was sent to me on the text line. Yeah, but we, I mean,
1: I don't know when that stat was supposedly active. All but said was, You didn't
2: mislead it because you made it felt like when you were talking about I did. it, you made it sound like we were currently in an active streak. Well, the, the way it reads makes it sound like that. Yeah. The way, it got, the clarification one actually went to Twitter and looked at the actual tweet and the, the responses. It's the longest streaks of consecutive games scoring fourteen points or more since two thousand. Like like but not pin, active. This is like the Penn State Super Bowl players. Exactly. Streak. It's a, <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me, it's a <laughs> lot less cool we've when you have to be like, lot,
1: "Oh, we've had a player in every Super Bowl, with the exception of the five that we the, did." Yeah, with six, and like we're actually like the
2: third most. Yeah. You know, it was it, like I thought it was cool, like reading it, and then I like when I saw that because you hit me up and you're like, "No, like actually we didn't score fourteen in this game and this game," and I went back and looked at the comments, and people people had the same thing that I did. Yeah, we, we, it we was, didn't like, score from, fourteen back to back. Years we did it in from like the streak stopped in like 2018. So we've had like the fifth
1: longest streak. Which that would have been the Virginia game we were held to like ten I points. Think that's I think right. yeah, you know, whatever
2: it was. But yeah, not not good.
1: Yeah, because I looked at that bus equipment. Like, we only scored 13 against NC State last year. We
2: only scored seven against Notre Dame two years ago. And the, the Clemson game <laughs> would be just like 77 to 13. Yeah, awesome, I mean, another so, one. Yeah.
1: yeah, wait a second.
2: Texas, I think the MLB draft slot is a signing bonus, and then they're paid minimum per year. It's way different than the NBA or NFL rookie contracts. That makes more sense. How, so how's it different then? It's, you get a signing bonus, and then you get paid the minimum per year moving forward. It's not like you get the a signing bonus and then you're paid like this ridiculous amount of money in your actual contract.
1: So why is it? I'm I'm, I'm confused. So if they're saying they're getting their, their slot. Their slot is for three point six million. That's just the signing it's bonus. Signing bonus apparently. Yeah a pretty big signing bonus. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's actually better than getting the
2: contract. The says here we go. All those draft picks and no title. Wow. <laughs> Good one. Every time. I mean, when's the last time LSU won
1: a title? When it was Nobar Garcia Para. Brandon Larson actually, he played for Georgia Tech. I Remember think.
2: Brandon Larson, of the game winner in the College World Series? Played for the Reds. Was like the Reds third baseman of the future. Was apparently the weirdest guy in the world. Was, was that was underwear? Was, was the that the house. guy that was the walk Inside on? information. He did what now? He would put his underwear over his head in the clubhouse. And like everybody hated him on the Reds, they'd walk past him and be like, "Hey Larson, smell us the winner today!" Like he was apparently like the weirdest dirty guy. Underwear? Yeah, he's like the weirdest guy to ever that's play for the Reds. Weird. But he was supposed he to be well the next big thing. He did not. Uh, Dana, to answer see, your question, see, you can be weird
3: and be a good ball player, and people will still like you. He wasn't great.
1: I mean, I, I get the scratching in certain areas and sniffing your finger afterwards, but I mean, like the, uh. wearing your underwear in your head—that's dirty underwear. That's just that's just and weird. doing it like
2: in front of teammates
1: well I mean just in general I don't care if you're doing it in public or private I mean it doesn't matter it's still just weird lSU's last college world Series championship came in 2009 I want to say didn't it, when there, I think there was a documentary about like one of the the stars of that team was like a walk-on third baseman or something
2: like that who knows who cares I don't I, yeah I mm-hmm. don't care that much either Texas says I think he'd be dra- uh I think he'd only have to go for two years because he did a year in JC it's talking about cam Collier because he did go to JC this past Does year that, I wonder how I don't know how that works with Melby
1: I'm not as
2: I think it's just three years removed from high school.
1: Okay. Because he did – Collier did, I knew he went to the JUCO, yeah. He I did what that. Bryce
2: Harper did. He went to – because Bryce Harper spent a year in JUCO. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Dropping bombs in, in, in Nevada. Yeah. To, instead of, like, finishing out his high school to try and yeah, okay. accelerate I know the that. process. Um, yeah, you have to be, like, a year out of high school. You have to finish high school to be draft eligible or three years out of high school again if you choose to go to college. Okay. So – he would have been. But, but, but by, have played two years at U of L. By
1: going to a junior college, doesn't that automatically like lock you into the, the three year college commitment once you go to.
2: Apparently, Juco's different. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, they're, I'm, I would think teams taking guys for millions of dollars in the first round have looked into this more than I have. Texas says Lee Steinberg
2: is the sports agent. Uh, story on him. A very close relative of mine was going to be Ryan Leaf's agent. My relative was in Vietnam with his dad and have remained close friends until Ryan told him he was going with Steinberg right after the Super Bowl. Let's just say my relative was upset after going through all the agent training and spending money on that and travel. Oh, I bet. That oh, would suck. What a shock, Ryan Leaf. Cushlash. They, they had slash. douchebag move.
0: So,
1: Mike- have you ever listened to Ryan Leaf's XM radio show? It's so bad. I have not. Oh, it's not good. That was—I think I told you a story Is about it
2: worse than this show.
1: Probably not. Like, probably not. He was doing it once, and this guy calls and he's like, "I'm a trucker." I felt so bad for Riley. He was like, "Ryan, I'm—I'm a, I'm a big Cowboys fan. What happened to you, man? You used to be good in college." Oh <laughs> no. He used to hear Ryan Lee's voice like, oh, you "Well, know, you know, you know, ran into some pills, got drafted by the Chargers. Wouldn't recommend either." Yeah.
2: Texas says, "Mike, what do you think about what Dan Patrick was saying, per his SEC source?" Yeah, I saw this. I think last Friday, Kofi was sending the clip where he was talking about the SEC wants to lock up all the states that they're in. As far as like they've got Florida, so they want to bring in now Miami and Florida State. They they've got Kentucky, they want to bring in Louisville. I it, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. I mean,
1: no. I mean, the the two most important things in right now for this conference alignment is a the level of your football programs popularity. Not necessarily in success, but popularity. And B, what TV market you're in and what region. Those are the two key things right now.
2: I don't understand what the – and I don't even think it matters. Like, I thought McGavick put it well a couple weeks ago. Like, the first – the last helping of competition alignment was all about – it was a land grab. You wanted the the region. You wanted the TV market. That's why what it was, yeah. It's the only reason why you get ruckers. It and, was more
1: important than, than program status at that point. Exactly.
2: Yes. And now that the TV networks have all done their thing, and you can, like, honestly – Imprint in a specific area doesn't really matter that much anymore. Now it's all about true. They say this helping of realignment. It's all about the brand grab. You just want the the biggest brands out there, which is why you go and get UCLA and USC. When you think Pac-12 football, it doesn't matter that they haven't been as good as Oregon or Washington in recent years. You think USC, at least I do. Like, oh yeah, I mean, there's yeah, no, no doubt about had, that. If you had, I'll ask the same question Sean asked me because if you had, if you said you can have a Pac-12 team, doesn't matter what year, doesn't matter what their respective strength is, coming in and playing you in Cardinal Stadium what like helmet do you want to see when you walk USC. in usc is the, the obvious choice but,
1: so, yeah there's no second tier i mean it's usc a b and c i that's mean what I would say.
2: you you want usc coming to your place like it's a, it's they're still a big deal it's like yeah. honestly it's kind of like seeing the duke basketball shorts like it's just there's something about them
1: they're the the yeah and basketball they're the football they're the north carolina and duke of the For west sure. yeah and far.
2: that's kind of where this is so as far as like i don't really see the benefit in if you're the sec saying we've already got I mean, Kentucky is. You know, they're the big program in the state as far as fan base is considered. Eyes, TV, they're the state school. Um, oh, yeah, basketball. Well, in general, yeah. you, I'm just saying, like, a majority of True, citizens right, of the Commonwealth right, of Kentucky, yeah, yes. more of them are UK fans than they are Louisville fans or Western yes. fans or what have you. I don't understand the logic behind locking up the entire state by bringing in Louisville. Like, I, I don't I, – I can't imagine that's what the SEC is actually thinking here. I, I don't know who Dan Patrick's I source is, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of think sense to
1: that. me. I don't take much credibility to that either.
2: Texas, have you seen the new uh, men's basketball video of the players boxing? I did. Um, it says Sidney Curry training to Roundhouse Baycott next year. I saw that.
1: I'd be sad. I don't want to take a
2: Roundhouse Curry. That would be scary to knock you out. I didn't know what to think. Like yeah, I a big ma- <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> yeah, so we've had now videos of the players boxing. We've had videos of the players like sprinting. I like as somebody who just is desperate for any basketball information this time of year, especially when you have kind of unknown rosters and all this uncertainty. Like, I want some basketball highlights. Well, no, we got. I, two, I want to see like a JD Trainer turn around and take like, be like, talk about 15 minutes of it. Like, we got Sydney shooting threes in the corner, but that wasn't a U of L thing. That was him on his own. Oh well. Okay. The only one we've got at U of is Brandon huntley hatfield like running baseline to baseline and hitting like seven threes in a row. <laughs> Which made me think right away like he's going to be a sophomore breakout sensation. He's Kevin Durant. He's the guy. He's our guy. I think I do think he's going to have a big year. But I would hope so. How big? We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, I tell you what, let's take a break now. When we come back, we can dive into some other football topics. We'll talk about some Malik Cunningham staff that's out there. I think that's interesting. And we'll make Trevor lose his mind again. That'll be fun. And we'll take some of your text on Lee Thornton's text on at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 The Big X. Classroom. Go we'll back in. Oh, don't don't don't
1: kill Pink Point that quick. Teacher, leave them. Kids alone.
2: Hey, Trevor.
1: How can you eat your pudding if you don't have any meat? Maybe one of the best concerts I've still been to was Roger Waters <laughs> doing the wall. Such a great show. It's the only time one of the few times I ever smoked inside the Yum Center.
2: Welcome back in. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to react. Like that. That, was, that was awesome, man. It's my Mike for Show, even though you may not believe it based on <laughs> the time talking today. It's fine. Uh, it is on the Thornton Sex Line if you've got thoughts at 502-414-1450. I'm reminding you guys again, if you need sunglasses this summer, it's going to be hot this week. It's going to be sunny this week. Go to ShadyRays.com. Pick out a pair, pick out 50 pairs, and use the p- promo code Big X when you check out. It's going to save you 15%. And a portion of every proceed from Shady Rays goes to help feed hunger in America. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X, all summer long. They got you hooked up on your shades. How you still like in a Shady Rays shirt? I may
1: not wear a shirt at the swimming pool, but I will wear my Shady Rays. Always gonna rock the Shady Rays. I will always rock the Shady Rays. It, it distracts from the uh you know the lack of muscular build I have in my body when the shirt's off. The, the, the ladies look at me like, Ooh, ooh, look at them shitty rays! is
2: like Tom Cruise out there. Let's talk briefly. Heck-y-lees, you're gonna be heck-y-lees. mad about this, but I want to bring uh, intern Jenna's here. She loves Bob's Burgers. I finished the movie last week. I go smoke a cigarette. Right, you've watched an episode of Bob's Burgers. I right have. Now. Seen, I but, yeah, like how you you, you specify and you're not being exaggerated.
1: A, an episode. An episode. I've seen an you episode. And you don't that. like it? She
2: wa- He watched the bot mitzvah episode. It That's was a okay. good one.
1: No, I didn't say I disliked it. It was. It wasn't bad. I just it. I mean, I, and I like adult cartoons, but, like, it's not,
2: like, it's, it's not family. Yeah. It's,
3: like it. it's not vulgar enough for It's not King Trevor. of the Hill.
2: It was made after 2000. Clearly, yeah. yeah. King of the Hill's awesome. King of the Hill's great. Yeah. But I also like Bob's Burgers. movie I thought was fantastic. Yes, it was I, so good. It was a longer version of the show. Yes. Wasn't that most the. Uh... I like that they. Well, sometimes they stray from it, like too much.
3: Sometimes they add too much, whereas this was like just a really long episode, but they also explain things that happen in the show that you don't know about. Ex- I okay. like
2: that they dove into. You You mentioned like Louise, why does she wear the ears? They dive into that a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. It's one of the primary storylines. Yeah. I enjoyed that. She reminds me of my little sister all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- it was just, it was funny. They, they kept the same humor. They didn't go like. I like the Simpsons movie when it came out a few years ago. It was, Which like back was in like a long TV show. It basically. was, but they also sort of like it was humor that they couldn't actually have in the show anymore that they couldn't get away with, like showing Bart's exactly unit, like Homer like giving the middle fingers, like going down the hole. You couldn't do that on the actual show. True, it was like free reign. Yeah, yeah. Boss Burgers had a little bit of that, but for mo- the most part, it was true to the show. I, I just, good movie. It was worth the hour and a half. Yeah, was Linda in well the spent. burger
3: suit. I love it. Fantastic. Well, I love it. Well, let
2: me ask you
1: this. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen them all, cartoon. Popular cartoon shows converted to movies. You have The Simpsons. You have Boss Berker. You have South Park. Learn, uh, you have Family Guy in a way that was straight to DVD. But yeah, there was it was a, not, yeah, that movie was funny. Now they ended up breaking it up into like five Very episodes. Parks, yeah. yeah, but it was still pretty funny. Like, what, what what would you think was the best? Hmm. Because they all are pretty much just extended thirty minute episodes of their predecessor.
2: I saw a South Park movie in theaters, and at the As time did I. I loved I it so much. I was either, like fourteen. Though. Um, but, like, looking back on it, it's not as, like, I, Team not... America, I think, aged well. I think it aged better than the South Park movie. Um, since it's a movie, I still like. I like all four of those that you mentioned. And there hasn't been really a bad one, has there? I no. Mean... I, I can't think of a...
1: I mean, I guess G.I. Joe also did one, too, technically, but well, we won't count that. In Transformers did, if you want to be technical about
2: things. I like all four. I can't really rate them, yeah. to be honest. I know it's a cop-out answer. But There's really
1: not a bad one. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen Bob's Burgers, so I can't speak for that. But of the others that I have seen, and and I agree, I don't mean, there isn't really a bad one.
3: So <sighs> did now you need to watch the Bob's Burgers one. Possibly. I, like I, it. I, but the, the South Park thing,
1: did did, 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 did did it take away hearing the actual curse words for you in a way? Like, cause that was kind of the uh, the beeping makes it funnier. The beeping does make it funnier sometimes. I agree, and I, I don't know. It didn't like at first. It was the shock and awe of actually hearing the word was laugh. But like when you get like about halfway through the movie, it's like okay, now I almost kind of rather have the beeps. Uh,
2: at the time, yeah, for sure. Yeah, same thing. And now, like so much of the South Park, like when they air episodes, I don't watch it that much anymore. But when I, I do catch it, there are words that are unbleeped now that were bleeped back in like two thousand two. Because, oh, yeah, certain yeah. things are allowed now. And, like, I mean, after midnight, you can say, like, whatever you want on any channel anymore. Oh, like, I've heard F bombs yeah. dropped
1: on, on, on like, FX and stuff yeah. after midnight. And I
2: still, like, do a double take. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There we go.
1: Interesting. Crazy. Um, do you want to talk? What the nudity on? I mean, at what point do we, where do we draw the, move the line? For Trevor. I'm just curious. I mean, he's asking
3: the real questions for him. Because,
1: I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean, we've got to the point where we've, like, been so lenient with our language on cable at a certain time after, like, 10 or 11 o'clock. And I mean, and there was, I mean, do you remember the backlash of, uh, when, and, uh, was it, the uh, the, the cop show where the guy showed his butt in New York? Like, it was New York blue. NYPD blue. And, yeah. Sipowitz like, was th-
2: always just assless. That was, yeah, that yeah. was like a huge thing. Constantly. Like at some point, I mean. Jimmy Smith's butt everywhere.
1: I mean, I know, don't get me wrong. I have no problem, like going back to the good old days, you know, the golden age of side boob or anything, but. I mean, what point do we start? Like this, he goes. You know what? We'll be in. Yeah, you want you want to, you want to show you want to show some some boobs after ten after eleven o'clock. Go right ahead. A little brief nudity. Yeah, we'll be in. I'm not already. asking for like Porky's full frontal or anything, but I mean, you know what? What the hell? Who knows? Maybe. Texas sure. are also mentioning uh, Beavis and Butthead do in America. Which Ooh, is a very good movie. how do I drop the ball on that one? That was good.
2: Isn't there another Beavis and Butthead movie coming out? Like, I think right they're now?
1: redoing like a really, yeah, one I on don't. Paramount or something. Yeah. I just saw ads the other day and kind of did like a, hmm, I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead do America. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> i went to one the in the theaters. I see you have braces. I have braces too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go to Vegas. Win a bunch of slots. <laughs> now, we have not,
2: you and I have not talked about Stranger Things either. No, we haven't. Should we tell people to turn the channel for like five minutes? We'll try to. Yeah, yeah. If you have not watched the end of it, because there's one thing in particular. Maybe turn a, us down for a few minutes. There's one thing in particular that's a huge spoiler that I want to talk with you about. Maybe okay.
3: I should go. This is oh yeah, I, Jenna, gracefully.
2: Yeah, but by the well. time you watch it, you may
1: not remember. I'm this not conversation. gonna watch it. Well then, well then, then you don't care. Then you don't care.
2: Yeah. Well, the exactly. The, the, the so you have no frame of reference, darling. <laughs>
1: um, and first of all, we'll get to that, unwrap that present of eeriness later on. How I enjoyed I the it? season. I enjoyed okay. the season
2: thoroughly. I did too. One of my favorites. I'm excited for season five. I don't like... I think at the end, it was very obvious that they tried to like wrap up some stuff very too quickly and then set the stage for season five. And that kind of... That sort of rubbed me the wrong way.
1: In which way? What do you mean?
2: Like... The whole thing with the way that they like, like Vecna's like on his like last limb and like they just like they shoot him and he like falls through the hole, like you know, he's not dead and he like runs away. Like this is supposed to be like the whole buildup was like he's either going to die or he's going to kill Well,
1: he it just revealed that Vecna was nothing more than like what Will was in season two, he was just being possessed by the mind flayer.
2: I just didn't like that. I, I didn't, I felt like that was wrapped up too quickly. I mean, there's a, there's a possibility
1: <laughs> Vecna comes back and like maybe helps Eleven in season
2: five to, to fight the mind flayer. Yeah, we'll see. I could, I could see that being a possibility. I didn't like that. And then this is—big spoiler again if you don't want to hear it. And you and I disagree on this a little bit. Eddie didn't have to die. You know what's— It was like, a shame—it uh, was a lazy— In like, hindsight, —trying yes. to create emotion yeah. type deal. Like, oh, I've been running my whole life. This is the one time where you're supposed to run. Staying <laughs> serves literally no purpose. I mean, let's not forget
1: earlier in the episode, they, they emphasized it on numerous occasions. Do not deter from the plan. Is yeah. Eddie the like, vampire? Th- no, do no. okay. not go away. Like, don't <laughs> know what's happening. Dynamite dropping, Jenna. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like me when I'm talking about anything else. I just in. don't
3: understand. I see so many spoilers, but I don't know what any of them mean. Because or you've never seen, seen the show. Seen the
2: show.
1: Spoilers, I know, but I'm so tired I, I agree. I don't have as much problem with Eddie dying. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of like trying to recapture Bob Newby in, in a in a in a it bottle was. because that's what they were going for, but. It, Bob Newby also died just kind of like just doing the subtle bad timing for a slow pause when you think you've gotten away, and then boom, he got killed. Eddie came back. Eddie was away, and he did return. Eddie's death, while bothered me, because I did love the character. I mean, the scene Dustin talking to his uncle, I got, like, dust in my eyes. I've got thoughts on that, too. But what bothered me, actually, as much as that is that Max didn't die. Like, it's a point when you've already, like, she's going to wake up and just be a vegetable. Like, she's got—both her arms are shattered. Her legs are shattered. She's blind. Yeah. Like, because when it was happening, I'm like, well, she's going to wake up with a bad headache after this. And then she died, and, of course, that led to, you know, the the Mind Flare getting released. But, like, they didn't have to bring her. I I know I love Max, and I would I don't want the character to die, but if you've gone to that point in the story,
2: just let it happen. I, let, let it, let it, it move on. It felt forced the, the Eddie thing, I would have— like, accepted a lot more if he would have like died saving Dustin or something. It was just like, oh, I've been running my whole life. Like, well, yeah, keep, keep running now. Like, <laughs> saving <laughs> yeah. is, this is not a time. Saving just stop. stopping does nothing to like, help the. It, the, the, it worked the for Forrest. Keep running. <laughs> it was just and then also like Dustin's the only person who cares that Eddie's dead. They were so concerned about Eddie. the Well, entire time.
1: everybody, everybody outside of really Dustin still thinks Eddie was the one that kind of they you know, still like, blame I'm him about, like,
2: in the crew. Like when they're at the like the donation services, like the the, the earthquake fund, everybody's like totally chill, like just focused on Max besides Dustin. Like nobody, it's been two days, Whoa. two days. <laughs> this guy that you like risked it all to save is dead.
1: Well, how, how how did some of the rest of the crew really know him though? But like, still they like like now 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 now. If anything, Winston uh, uh, not Lucas Lucas him Winston Lu- Lucas Lucas should have because he was technically in Hellfire too. Yes. Like, and now, Erica, maybe not as much because she just joined, but, like, he should have been a little more devastated. Now, you could say he was a little distracted because of Max, maybe, but. I didn't like it.
2: And then also, something that you But even, actually...
1: like, Will, when or not Will, but Mike, when he came back, he, he was friends of, of of Eddie's very closely. Right. And just I just have didn't two more care. questions. Okay. Yeah. Max is the redhead. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay. Bang. Is Eddie not, the not guy really who, sings, who does the Chrissy wake Everybody up person? Really yes. Okay. Yes. I'm good now. Not
2: really cool. Those are two things
3: I learned off TikTok.
2: <laughs> I got a question. More statement. Max is the redhead. <laughs> question
3: mark. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I was asking.
1: I'm
2: more laughing at his response to it. Than That's not a, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a question. <laughs> not a question. Not a question. And then the other thing is something that you and I both talked about before I even started watching the season, which was that it wrote it the wrong way, which is the way that it ended last season with Hopper, where it's like. Oh this is the emotional oh, build up. I know where you're he's going with everything this. Yeah. And then, like he's and then they, at the end there's a like, the little hint like oh well the whole like it was just, it's lazy to build up the oh, whole you- emotional thing that a character dies and then save him at the last second and so you and I were both pissed off about this ahead of time yes obviously. and so we start- I don't think we're alone on that either no I start the season and I'm like well how are they going to explain this away? Oh, he ran five steps to his left and jumped. <laughs> That's the brilliant way that the writers explain how he didn't die. Last first of all, you
1: think someone, one of the many Russians who worked in that place, would have thought of that too, other than him. Just jump. But he's not. Just jump, man. I will say this, though, as bad as that Nobody was. Nobody even looked for him. And I, and very quickly, I did get past it because I guess just the. the We all want hopping Excitement. But yeah. But in the end, that at least they gave you as cheesy and crappy as an explanation they gave you was given. The fact that Mordeen's character Papa just apparently is there and alive again—never an explanation of how he came. The guy got eaten by a demo dog in season one. Like he was a spirit in season two. He's never talked about in three, and then suddenly, like Paul Riser and him are like hiding in a in a Nevada, you know, bunker. Yeah, uh, it's like you could at least with at least with Hopper, as cheesy and bad as the, the reasoning is for how he's alive, they gave one. Like, Mardin just shows up again. Yeah. I mean, again, cover your ears. Ear- earmuffs, if you want a spoiler. Like, I don't know. Like, he supposedly he dies in the last episode. Are we sure he's dead? I mean, is he just going to appear next season and be like, gotcha?
2: It's one of my I biggest mean, problems with modern TV is, like, you're never sure anybody's actually dead. Like, it, it, at some point, like, you just start Do, to, do we blame Jon Snow for this? Well, see, the, and that's where Game of Thrones went downhill. Is. It, like, the show was so unique because nobody was safe. Like, somebody could die at the drop of a hat. Like, main characters, boom. They've spent all this time yes, like building this character up. He's, he's going to be a big thing the entire series. And then, oh, no, he's dead. And he's dead for good. They don't bring anybody back. And then with Jon Snow, like, when he died, everybody knew that he wasn't really dead. Because the show had already gone off so off the rails. The writing had gotten so lazy and so dull. You knew, like, this whole big reveal that he was actually dead wasn't going to, to be real. And but it, well,
1: to- that was in the books, though. So, I guess, I mean, that's how it's done in the books, correct? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that in the books, it's done the same way. He's killed and then resurrected.
2: The thing was, even if that is the case, like, don't end a season with that. Like, that's their season ending cliffhanger. It was like, he's dead. And, like, yeah. the entire, like, obviously everybody's like, no, he's not dead. He's coming back. Like, we know. Like, nobody bought it. It was terrible. And that's my one of my biggest problems with modern TV is, like, just bringing, you spent all this time, all this energy, all these hours, all these episodes leading to somebody's death. And then, nope. Snap of a finger, reset button. We're back.
1: I mean, I guess I, I guess I shouldn't call it the John Snow effect, but maybe the Dallas effect. But instead of that just, was the first one. Yeah,
2: it, it, it was just a dream. But that wasn't intentional. They people just hated it so much they just rewrote it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have it's, either
3: of you seen any of Jane the Virgin?
2: No, I know okay. the show.
3: It's they have people who die and resurrect all the time, but it's, it's supposed to dresser. be like a soap opera, so it's supposed to be funny that they're well, she's like a
1: pregnant virgin. What do you? I mean, they threw reality out the window right at the back. Show,
3: but I was gonna say Grey's Anatomy. I don't. I just started watching it. I refused for so long, but they kill off their main characters. I, I mean, all like the, the time.
1: time. I'm not saying I, I advocate killing off main characters, but if you're going to do it, just do it.
3: No, right? I feel that. Don't
1: half-ass it when you're doing like when you're doing character cuts. Just mark them, and let like, that like, be the end. <laughs> you know, like I don't like. I said I don't want to see Max dead. Max character, you know, was awesome. after the end of the la- by the end of the last episode, I would have been okay if someone killed Will. That would have been fine. Like I could have done really without his like. They just need whining. Constantly. They just needed to Dude. give
2: Will something else to do. They had nothing for him to do this season besides be in love with Mike secretly. And it's not a secret. It's it, it so on the nose. It was it was on my blatant. Twitter. Like my, my Twitter sidebar. You know, you always complain about like the what's happening. That's yeah, there. yesterday or two days ago, it was I saw like, this. The actor saying like yes, Will's in lo- Will is gay and he's in love with Mike. I'm like, was there any debate about this? Like, they couldn't have made it more apparent <laughs> I, for the last best two part years. part about if you go to that and you read the comments, we were like, no, it's really? Like, it's like, yes, like, Eleven has powers. You people, how we're are very you shocked? Aware, we're very aware of what the character's like main plot line has been. I mean,
1: they could have been, like from, from him just looking into the distance, crying after telling Mike, you're the heart, you're the heart, Yeah, and his brother looking in the rear view at him. I mean, it was. We get it. Yeah. I, yeah, pointly, And it's just the actor, I don't know. Like, I like the character Will a lot more when he was sporadically used and while being hidden in the Upside Down. Like, he gets a full season on camera, and I'm like, no. just
2: He never catches a
1: break, though. Like He's, <laughs> he's so he's, bad.
2: He's either tormented in the Upside Down or tormented in real life. There's never any <laughs> escape for poor Will Myers. Just, just, just never going to live a happy life. He deserves but a happy All life. this
1: said, I didn't, and I, I, I think you'd agree, we both enjoyed the season, though. I did enjoy it.
2: I give stranger things the
1: one thing the props I will give to them, really season three and four going into both years, I had my doubts that this same like I was nervous. I was like, I can see this show is at the brink of jumping the shark hugely going into a year. And I thought that going into season three, like, how are they going to keep this going? And season three was awesome. I went into the same thing with season four and I enjoyed immensely. I'm season five. I'm glad they've already said this is it. Yeah, we We're ending it right here. You kind of feel it's gonna be a giant long battle kind of kind of episode, which is okay. I'm okay with. So let
2: us I'm glad they know that the time has come to an end as well. Let's do some text here in these last five minutes reacting to the nonsense we've been talking about here <laughs> before we get to the break and have to talk about sports in the five o'clock hour. Texas says yeah. Beavis and Butter do America is a classic, maybe even better than the show. I
1: agree with that. Uh depends on if you how much you enjoyed their breaking down of music videos. I is as like a 12, 13-year-old watching that at the time, I loved it. Like, they're, when they would do the videos, this would make me pee myself laughing so hard.
2: Texas says, golden age of side boob. Jesus, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, easily the best cartoon turned movie is Chippendale's Batman Mask of the Phantasm uh, was a movie based on the 90s cartoon. All jokes aside, I wouldn't mind an Archer movie. I loved Archer. Ooh. Never got an Archer. I loved it. It kind of went downhill a little bit late, but I was a big fan. I don't
3: uh, – my roommate watches it, and I used to just sit in and watch random ones, but I don't like when they go back, like in time or whatever, when
2: he's yeah. like in a coma.
1: Or it was too
3: much.
2: Archer's
1: the voice of uh, – from Putty, Bob. right? He's the voice no, of no, no. Bob.
2: He's the voice of Bob from, uh, from Bob's Burgers. He's the – oh, God, what's his name? It's, a, it's an actor I know, He's probably. a big voice actor. He voices, like, everything now. It, but um, it's not Putty, right? No, it's not Putty. It's not – what's that guy's name? Uh,
1: like if you showed me his picture, I guarantee you I would know him because I, I know the voice and I can't picture. Like he's
2: also in John, H, H. John,
1: John
3: Benjamin
2: because he was also yeah, was in love. Yeah, he's he's a bald man with a
3: beard. Exactly, and glasses.
2: he's that guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because the other guy, uh Moff actually had a good story on the guy who was Putty from Seinfeld, uh, who's the voice actor. He just he's Joe from Family he, Guy. He was also he was he
1: was the Tick. If you remember the Tick back in the day, I
2: do. I didn't. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, he voiced uh, Mike, Patrick Warburg.
1: Patrick Warburg, Yeah,
3: you know that uh, he's in
2: Rules of Engagement. Tina and
3: Linda are both voiced by men.
2: I knew that um, Tina was. Yeah. I did not know Linda was. Can
3: you imagine? He's like a six foot six man, voice in Linda. Mm-hmm. Love it. All it's
2: right. so good. I'm
1: speaking of cartoons the movies. I'm gonna the the. I guess the new Chippendale one's really awesome. You haven't watched it yet. No, but you the keep one. talking about it. I love
3: it. This is like the fifth time I've heard mention. I know. Tra- oh, He's great. I might rewatch it. It was so good. I've been here maybe.
2: Eight times. Texas, my biggest regret with season four was when Hopper literally gets his ankle broken by a sledgehammer and then just runs away when he's trying to escape. <laughs> the whole—the the Russia thing was the— I, I a get little, this a, yeah. I get this is a sci-fi thing. You have to, you know, suspend the willful disbelief, all that good stuff. But the, the Russia storylines were, like, a little bit out
1: there. I was a little confused, too, with the Russia things because, like, they go back to kill— like the, And the whole time I'm thinking, like, how's this even going to help them right now, what they're doing? And it wasn't until they started burning them that I realized they were connected— like them because them actually burning the, the the those those things in Russia was did as much damage as anything to the mind flayer.
2: Yeah, there's dear God. There isn't a bigger piece of overrated crap than Stranger Things. And thank TV you. Wow. You've well, never even yeah, watched,
0: you've
1: watched, that
3: watched that. it. I've uh, you know. I just had yeah, yeah, it's overrated. Yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. There's no way that everyone- This is Trevor everyone... rubbing off on you. No, i felt like <laughs> hey, this for now years. That
1: sucks. I've oh, never no. seen it. I've totally... I'm
2: not Don't, don't saying say it that sucks. because you're talking bad at me. <laughs> I'm not saying it sucks.
3: I'm saying there is no way that every single person that watches that show likes it as much as they say they do.
2: I like it. I mean, it's a good
1: show. They have, but even it,
3: people with multi different opinions, you could disagree about the oh, greatest show ever made. I mean, it's
1: not for everybody, but it's if not you, my favorite show. Of all I've time. never heard no, someone
3: like who watched it be like, mm, "Don't like it."
1: But the but the story is good, and it initially it initially caught me off the nostalgia, and which may obviously it's you're a little probably too young to get the nostalgia kick. But uh, short of that, I mean, it kept me. It's moved past nostalgia for the last two seasons. I mean, it's
2: now just a good show in I general. Just,
3: can't text. I? It, I can't wrap my head around the fact that everyone who watches
2: it likes it. Texas says uh, we gotta get to these quick, guys. Texas, friendly reminder to watch Terminalist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. What is it called? Terminalist. Same text reminder. yeah, yeah, one yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Texas, having never watched Stranger Things, listening to this is like being drunk and trying to follow a conversation. No, literally. Texas, <laughs> all the different places. Texas, based on the shows you say you watch, Jenna, you may need new hobbies.
3: Um, I don't actually watch a lot of TV, so. It's Texas. just stuff that my sister tells me I feel like Jenna
1: just made a comment. She goes, everyone who watches it says they like it. Well, of course, that's why they watch it.
3: Everyone who's no, ever you, watched it, did, did you, it, you ever though. sit and
1: watch a show and go, I hate this, but I'm going to keep watching? I'm not
3: saying that. I <laughs> hate
2: watching shows after a while. Like, Walking Dead, I loved it at first because I like, used to oh, like it. Oh, I got so stuff. bad towards and the And then end. after like, I, I, I backed I've out a lot earlier a lot of people. I was yeah. like, yeah. But I did hate watch it for a little bit. I'm like, I, I hate the show so much, I'm going to watch it to make fun of it. And then even after a while, that, that stopped being fun. Texas, yeah, the Papa thing is weird, but Paul Reiser also survived a Demogorgon attack when Bob was trying to escape. Maybe the Demogorgons were distracted by something and left them. It's lazy, but the show is still incredible, and hopefully, five is still. Good.
1: Yeah, but they at least showed Paul Reiser like still alive in the hallway at that in that in that situation. Like, I guess you could just say, well, you never saw him actually get eaten completely in season
2: one, but he was he was a spirit in season two. Texas, T.K. is to the left, and Mike is picture to the right. It's a picture of Teddy and Bob from Bob's Burgers. Uh, Jen and I were actually talking about this before. I think that I'm Bob on the show and Trevor is bits and pieces of the rest of the family. Like a little bit of all the rest of the yes. family altogether.
3: <laughs> but Teddy also makes sense. Teddy doesn't be an But Teddy's by always this? really upbeat.
2: And, and like Kind I'm, of Teddy gonna... loves Bob and does whatever Bob wants. Yeah. Trevor actively tries to thwart whatever I want to do. But That's he's right true. there.
3: He's right there all the time. He is always there. He would make you put his ice cream in the microwave.
2: He probably would. You know? Texture says done that. All I can think of when I think about Stranger Things now is bleeping Vecna. It's a good. He's a great. He's a
1: great villain. I like Vecna. Yeah, he's a good guy. Vecna slash Henry slash slash One. I like when they had to go through the whole like, name change.
2: Tesh says Stranger Things is a story about a mirror dark world and a young girl with superhuman powers. The most unbelievable part was Joyce finding Harper in, Ru- Hopper in Russia. <laughs> it kind of was. If I'd gotten that like secret note, there would be no part of me that was like, "This is Hopper trying to communicate." I'd be like, "No, it's somebody like trying to like it's kidnap me a my doll." Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a creepy doll. I'm not doll. going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to Russia based on a whim.
1: Did you see the uh, thing where I guess? There's a, if you, if you, if you pause it correctly, there's a phone number on the side of the surfer dude van. And if you call it, it's like a, it's an area code to wherever in California they were. If it's an actual number. If you call it, it's a voice message of uh, Argyle doing his little oh, I like spill. That. I like that. I, I try, once I saw it and I tried calling it, it was busy for hours. Oh, I love Lily's Drake. But, yeah, if you call it, it's just like, uh, you know, don't try it before you deny it. Put some uh, pineapple on your pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. I like that.
2: let's take a break. When we come back, we've got hour number three, the 5 o'clock hour. We're here until 6 o'clock today. We'll talk some sports, maybe some more nonsense. We'll see what happens. Who cares? Uh, it's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1. Streaming wherever you can stream, The Big X.
0: I knew he must have been about 17
2: Third hour here, of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. I don't think I even asked how your all's weekends went. I, you asked I assume, me, sort of. I, I know how your weekend went. I can more or less you know, piece together every single weekend you've had. I got home Friday after the show and did not drive my car
1: until today when I came to leave. Sounds sure. about
2: right. That's kind of what I was guessing. I assume, yeah. Jenna, did you have a good weekend?
3: I did. Saturday was the first time in like six months that I've just gotten to like not do anything.
2: Nice. nice.
1: Always a good feeling.
2: I've
3: never experienced that. It was wonderful. It's
1: awesome. It's very, very addicting. Trust yeah, me.
2: I did it all weekend. See, this is what you have to look forward to. Twenty years from now, you're going to no, be, be Trevor.
3: I like being busy, so like as nice as it was, I was kind of like itching the whole day. Uh, I, yeah. like, I can't.
1: I said that too when I was 21. No, you didn't. Don't wait, lie. Wait, wait, wait. A, You've been like well, this. you hit the late 30s, and it's uh, yeah.
2: I don't think you ever said that. <laughs> I oh, I used
1: to be active. Oh yeah. I don't think you liked being active. No, I mean,
3: just because you were doesn't <laughs> mean you enjoyed it or no, wanted I to continue I, doing
1: it. I know this is crazy to sound. But yes, there was a time in my life where Trevor was like, I want to go out and do something. I want to go out and get some stuff. Let's
2: have fun. Texas, I am like, out Friday and Saturday night, Sunday night, partying. I guess we like the music seeped into the, the commercials there because Texas was like, another brick in the wall was overlapping with a Thornton's commercial, and it was a fantastic vibe. My bad. That would be pretty I cool. I liked it. That's, that's my a, bad. Yeah. Some of these commercials need some soundtracks. I'm I, sure our friends over at Thornton's enjoyed
1: it. I thought maybe you've kind of figured out the uh, connection between both the. I mean, well, a I already told you a year is involved. Right. Each song has its own representative year, so I mean, I'm assuming you come to the conclusion that "Venus" by Frankie Valli didn't come out the same year as "Another Brick in the Wall." Correct. I mean, I've got yeah, no, I have
3: no, I still clue have what it
2: no is. idea what you're you're going for here, but uh, I mean.
3: the last one's not going to help.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, for, okay, for example, like uh, each song, you you have to guess the year that they came out. So, okay. do you have any guess like when? I mean again another example, another brick in the wall. Part two. Um
2: 1979.
1: He came close. Eighty. That's correct. Okay. All right. And then each so each of these songs, you just gotta think of the year and what, what those years have in common. Okay.
3: <laughs> Why does he sound scared? I don't know.
1: Because <laughs> every time I tell him anything, he gets scared.
2: I, I love rock and roll. Sense. Was that like 86? No. I'm, I'm trying to think of like Louisville Championships now, but. No, it was not nineteen eighty two. We need more than six songs. I, no, yeah, I we agree. would need more
1: than six songs, wouldn't we? I got <laughs> no idea. You came out in
2: 1982.
1: Okay. Oh, you just want me to tell you. Yeah. Each final, of these songs. Final four years? Each wait, of these wait, songs, wait, wait,
3: wait. Wait till we do the next one. Tell no, because he's not going to get it. I'm not going to get
1: it. Each of these songs was number one in the time Louisville was in its final four. Okay. Frankie Ballon was 1959. It's a lot of work, Travis. Monday. Well, thanks.
2: Let's, let's ease into this. A little I, I love how you you're yeah, you mad that I actually like, did work. A. Yeah, I mean, come on.
1: I got long COVID.
2: <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. I mean, I can't. I can't. I hate get talking about here. it.
1: It's like I'm either too lazy with my teams, I'm too complicated. This one. I mean, this would been tough. So well, that's. It's a good thing. I mean, I'm trying to be creative with this. I, mean, I can't accurately guess all those years, let alone. So like, it was fifty-nine. It so, uh, it was 72, 75, 80,
2: 82,
1: and then the last one would be a I mean, I
2: like the effort. I went in order as well. I enjoy the effort. Well, thank you. But as far as like trying to get me to guess it, that's say you're asking a lot. Well, if you come up with,
1: if you figure out the years they came out, then you would think that there is a connection between those years. If I told you couldn't 70- really guess the, the years, is what I'm saying? Okay. That's tough. Well, then that's, said, that's okay. your first problem.
2: <laughs> that's. I mean, I don't think you could either.
1: In defense, though, uh, Lady Marmalade actually came out '74, but it was number one in March, uh, March whatever, 23rd of 1975, when Louisville was in the Final Four. Okay. These songs were all uh, well, so no, not the years they released, but they were number one at the time the Final Four took place, when Louisville was in it. Okay. From their first to straight through.
2: Okay. They don't call anybody out for the 75. You just bring up the 75 Final Four. You always have to. I mean,
1: I'm mean, i just saying, I, you know what? I, next, time, next time I do a lazy one, where I'm like, this is just a year. I don't want to hear any complaints out of you.
2: I, you I've never complained about lazy ones. Oh, you've complained. I, I'm waiting for you to bash Terry Howard. Bring up 75 Final Four. You hate Terry Howard. Oh, you're choking bad. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Terry Howard rules. Hey, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I would hang out with him. We, we could, we, if he wants to, we can go to Outback and share a steak. Uh, Louisville's just had another player drafted, by the way, while we were on break. Levi Usher, center field, gold glove winner. The Ricky Henderson of of our modern era. The Ricky Henderson of college baseball. (laughs) Round 10, pick 295 to the Kansas City Royals. So that makes now six Cardinals, I believe, who've heard their names called in the draft so far. Blue Jays have not taken any of them, have they? No. Reds got a signee. Yeah, you did. Shout out to Cam Collier. It's going to be future Reds sensation. I can't think of Toronto ever drafting a Louisville player. I want to throw... I've got a couple of different football things to get to. Okay. And I, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to go to first. I'll go with this because it's, it's going to make you the most mad. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, you already pissed me
1: off with your insulting my, my team. I didn't insult for the music. anything. I just said it, yeah.
2: it was a lot to ask.
1: He's just throwing. Okay, come on. Throw the grenade on I the I said
2: I liked what you did, but yeah. as far as me guessing it, that was going to be that was Bo- very tough. More gasoline on the fuel. Come on. I, I didn't hate on it. Gasoline it on the fuel? More gasoline. Just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, order. baby, he's hot this afternoon. Just let him roll.
1: Why is there a Walgreens or seat on the floor?
2: I don't know. I saw that earlier. I don't know if that's mine or somebody else's. No, I
1: was going to pick it up, but it doesn't seem like I have too much of an effort.
2: David Hale threw this stat out there earlier today. He named the Power Five conference teams in the playoff era, so this dates back to 2014. So basically the last nine years. Playoff, not years. BCS. yeah. So. Power five teams that have averaged six and a half yards per play on offense and have still somehow found a way to have a losing record.
1: What an odd stat to look up.
2: It is. I'm sure it was. You're pertin- mocking my
1: my music
2: themes. David Hale's got this coming at me. Well, it makes sense. Like like offenses that have been ridiculous, but still somehow the team wasn't good. Okay, could be is there bad any sort of like, like are these power teams? Are these just like gimmick offenses like Texas Tech and West? Uh, you know, Washington State back when Mike Leach was there. There's only one program that has done this in back-to-back years.
1: Oh, I, I can only imagine where this is going. Otherwise, you wouldn't have brought it up.
2: So, Florida did it last season. The only other team to do it last season, oh, I take it back. Florida, UNC, and TCU did this last season, and we did as well. Okay. Only one team besides us did it in 2020. It was Virginia Tech. Us and Texas Tech are the only programs that have done this more than once in the playoff era. Us and who? Texas Tech. Texas Thanks. Tech did it in 2014 and 2016. Had okay. averaged six and a half yards per play on offense, but finished with a losing record. Okay. We've done it now in back-to-back seasons. This, on paper, it says something very clearly. You probably should have gotten rid of your defensive coordinator.
1: Does it not? It was messed up as those Texas Tech teams. I believe those were Kingsbury teams.
2: Probably. 2014 and 2016. So that's so Satterf- one of them.
1: So you're telling me Satterfield, at some point, very soon is going to be coaching in the NFL? <laughs> I
2: mean, this because when you see the stat, you think you think Texas Tech, you, you think these two schools that like just don't even pride themselves on having any,
1: any sort of defense. Well, if you throw a losing record out there, then yeah, right. I, That would eliminate Baylor from the conversation more than likely. You expect
2: yeah. them to like, like. I think about programs that you, you know, are fun to watch. They're going to win games fifty-eight to fifty, but you never expect them to be competing for conference championships. You expect them to be Texas Tech six and five, seven and five, exactly. six and six, seven and five at best, right? Maybe,
1: maybe when you have Crabtree, you go eight. You go, you can win nine games. Yeah.
2: I was kind of like, I I definitely did a little bit of a double take because, one, it just goes to show Louisville's offense has been good enough that we shouldn't even be having conversations about Scott Satterfield and job security and ability to get it done going into year four. Like, we should have had three seasons that looked a lot like his first season. I have defended his offense on here. The offense has been good. I have. There's no way around it. The defense has been the complete opposite. Has been dismal. It's been bad. And it yeah. goes back, like, I'm starting, like, when I see stuff like that, I wonder, have I, like, like, I know you haven't been. Have I been too lenient on Brian Brown?
1: Yeah, because I know I have. No you
2: definitely haven't. Um, you yeah. wanted him
1: fired after, like, three games last year. I he, The fact he he's still on the staff still baffles me. That baffles me more than how, like, Hopper being alive in season four.
2: Like, if I saw if I saw any other program in this list in the last two seasons, you know, they— Average six and a half yards per play on offense, and still somehow lost more games than they want each of the last two seasons. I would just assume they would have made a move at defensive coordinator if it wasn't after the first year. Certainly, it was after back to back. Who were the other schools that did it? I Nobody mean, has done this in back to back years. Nobody. We're the only ones.
1: But just for example, the schools that last year we Florida were, did it last year. Florida did they, I wonder. I don't know. Tiger Anthem. Shout out to him. Did he make? Did he? Did they make a change at defensive coordinator from last year to this year? I believe he's still there. Okay, I know TCU changed because they changed their whole staff.
2: No, if I think about grantham has gone because they got rid of th- that whole staff's gone.
1: Okay, so they so got rid Ford of Florida's their- gone. So we know TCU changed their staff. I don't know about Does UNC. They- I mean, yeah, that's, I could see. I, I could. I could see what's his name holding on to Mac. Mac holding on to a DC at this point in his life. I mean, if it's somebody he's loyal to.
2: No, he fired Jay Bateman.
1: Okay, so we're the
2: only one that kept. You know, he hired his defensive coordinator. Who's that? Gene Chizik.
1: I love Gene Cheswick. So we are the, and just always
2: popping up. So, so we're the only one of four schools to do four it. Four programs kept. did this last year where they averaged six and a half yards per play on offense and still had a losing record. The other three all fired their defensive coordinators or got rid of their entire staffs. We're the only ones who kept them. And we also did it two years in a row. And was there anybody with, I know. know Go back to 2020.
1: Yeah. Like who else did anybody do uh, other than us in
2: 2020? Uh, Virginia Tech was the only school that did it. In 2020. I'm kind of
1: surprised they did it, too. I just didn't think Virginia Tech's offense being that explosive.
2: And they now have a new
1: coaching staff. Yeah, so they probably— just, So we might be, like, the only school to ever not only stay to to do it after keeping their guy after one year. We've kept them after two.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just— Listen, I I, I have— I'm not going to, like, bash my for having some loyalty to people you that you're close with. Like, I, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm all for loyalty. But loyalty at some point has to have an end. I mean, you've got to draw the line at some point. I mean, we, you know what, you know what the last time we had somebody that was really loyal to somebody, what happened? We had, we're, we're still waiting for the probation rules of it to ha- to come on us. Well, in football, we had one more year of Steve Kerr.
2: than we should have. That I was, mean, but
1: but basketball, George sure. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying but Jerich was so loyal to Patino. Look what happened. I mean, we end up are we're, we're still pay, we're looking still to pay the price for that six years later. That's the last time we had we dealt with loyalty like this.
2: It all just goes to show, like, the at, whole, least, at least, for the I know team, we, we've talked about the one. defense and how it should, We keep using the word, should be better. They should take that next step. They seem to have landed the pieces that they need to, to have landed to be markedly better on that side of the ball. But we also kind of said the same things last year. And it just goes to show, like, like, if this happens again, where we look back and Malik Cunningham puts up outrageous stats, the offense is scoring you know, about 40 points per game, and they still go six and six, maybe even seven and five. God forbid five and seven, because the defense is so bad. To me, that's not even on Brian Brown. It's on Scott Satterfield. Because well, he is going to okay, look yeah. like that's going to be all the things that you're going to have to, I guess, put up with if he gets kept for another year because of this recruiting class and nothing else after a six and six or again, God forbid five and seven campaign, that's the one that will reflect the most poorly on on him to me is every piece of data after three years said, you got to go in a different direction. This guy's just not getting it done. And, hey, the the flip side of that is if the defense is stellar this year or just good and we have a good season, Satterfield looks very, very smart by saying, I knew about this guy's X's and O's. He had all this hype coming in here, according to people who cover college football for a living, for a reason. I chose to wait it out. Look at me. I know what I'm doing. You guys don't. Everybody shut up. Clearly, I've got this. If he doesn't, though, it becomes very, very Like – I've already said I'm going to have a hard time wrapping my mind around his ability to get it done with this recruiting class if he can't win more than six games with the talent that he has this season. It's also going to make me feel, I think, not happy about him making difficult decisions that need to be made in order for this program to take the next step because, look, there's honestly nothing that indicates that we're going to be – like, this guy's going to be better than he was last year – in 2022 because we see we had the same hope last year it didn't happen we were worse and if you can't get it done this year you've had four full seasons the, the, everybody else is pulling the trigger after one bad one we didn't do it after back-to-back years satterfield has a lot riding i know he's the offensive guy he's calling the plays. he's doing the thing he's got lance taylor in the he has been bit. solid
1: despite sometimes has solid sporadic play from certain positions
2: centerfield is in terms of his reputation and his standing within the louisville fan base and honestly his job security if things get that bad he has a lot riding on how the defense plays this year. You know, it's funny. Is I, some, I'm trying to think. Maybe Satterfield's just
1: not not as you know goopy as we think. Maybe smarter than we give him credit for. And here's what he did. Oh, this I don't year. think he's a dumb guy. Like I, I At think all. I think he, he knows. There's a reason why. And, and, and I say maybe due to loyalty, but it could be it could be more of a, a, a madness to his method here. And that, before a coach is let go, oh. I'll, I'll, Anytime, a year before a coach is let go, what happens first? Coordinators get sacrificed. You you sacrifice coordinators, whether it be offense or defense or both. He clearly should have fired Brian Brown last year. I mean, whether it had been three games in the season, whether it had been after Virginia, whether it had been at the end of the season, it didn't matter. Anytime would have been a perfect time to, to, to fire Brian Brown. It would have been deserved. Could have been deserved even going into last season, but he didn't do it. Now he goes into this year. A year where he is somewhat on the hot seat a little bit, but has that recruiting class in the background. We know he's had to beg to keep his job this season. But he did uh, did so while doing it, keeping his coordinator. So if he does have the underachieving year, he's giving himself that get-out-of-jail-free card for this year. By now, if he goes 6-6 six and six, or 5-7, and seven, now he can. By holding on to him one more year, he can say, okay, now, Brian, you're out of here. By the way, guess what? I got this recruiting class coming in. And I feel like he does that you're going to see a lot of people going. Oh, well, he's making the, the effort. He's making the change. We're good. You know what? Five and seven. That's okay. The offense was solid. And it probably will be solid this year. Mm-hmm. And it's a change that probably should have just been made. I just don't like the fact he's kind of he kind of held on to it for one more year to just get that get out of jail free card to go into the, which I
2: think what's going to end up happening. Which is why I don't think he deserves it. I, to me, this is on him. To me, this is on... like So he shouldn't even get to use that card this year. I don't think so. That
1: delay card. like He held on to it last, this long, so now if, if Brown's out the door after this year, Sat needs to be with him. If we saying.
2: have all these guys that have all these individual accolades that are gracing this defense, which is what we have right now. Yeah, well,
1: and, the, the players is not the problem the last two years.
2: And let's say that There's they talent. are... L- let's say they still wind up s- statistically where they've been the last couple of years or worse. Let's say this is a, a defense that ranks I don't know, between like 80 and 100 in total defense. To me... You can easily say if you bring anybody else in here to run this defense, anybody else who has a, a solid background, anybody else who could reasonably fit the description of uh, having a resume that warrants being hired as Lowell's defensive coordinator, we would have been better this past year. And to me, that that's on Scott Satterfield. It's on the head coach. No, you're not. The, Keith wrote a great thing when Petrino was here back in 2017 when the defense was bombing out, and Bobby would kind of do this thing after games where he's like, you know, he's yelling at the defensive coordinator. He's mad about like losing Grantham and you know, which was his fault anyway, and. Keith wrote this thing basically saying, like, you're the head coach. You're not the offensive coordinator. Like, you don't get to point the finger at the defensive side of the ball and say, we're holding up our end. You guys got to – you're responsible for everything. Special teams, defense, offense, everything that happens in this program, it's on you. Well, but – And Bobby kind of acted for a little bit of time. Like, all he had to do was run the offense. Satterfield has to be held to the same like, – I mean, because Satterfield comes here with the same type of background. He's the offensive guy. He's calling the plays. Yeah. The offense has been good. You don't get a free pass – for the defense being dismal for four consecutive seasons just because you're running a capable offense.
1: All of this is on you. That was, the, was the, Buddy, the Buddy Ryan effect. Like, yeah, I'm just – I'm a defensive guy. I'm running the defense here in Philly. Uh, well, you got Randall Cunningham. I don't care what you do on the offense. Yeah, that's – got to hire so somebody mean, Meanwhile, you have yeah, one of the best defenses in history in 1991. You go 10-6, you don't make the playoffs because your that's, offense is so bad.
2: So, to me, like – like I am not going to give him a pass if the defense is let's say the defense is the reason why we go 6 and 6 we choose to keep him pretty much solely because we got this recruiting class coming in and we don't want it to fall apart if he fires Brian Brown I'm not going to do the whole like finally now we can finally take this like it's on Satterfield Yeah.
1: To me. that that he, he he passed that that should have been in the last round. I agree Brown there's no reason short of having blackmail on Satterfield himself that Brown should be the defense supporter at Louisville. I'm sorry. I'm, if you're listening, Brian, I'm sure you're a nice guy. I, I mean, Hey, if you want to go hang out and, you know, go get a pint of ice cream or something together, graders, I'm all for it. We can, we can, we can chat all you want, but you do not need to be a defense supporter. You've had your chance and did not, it, it, it is soured. And it is time to move on, buddy. I mean, I, I hope you're wrong about that. I, I hope that I would like to be wrong, but I just don't think I am because I, I'm not saying Louisville was loaded with like the 85 bears on defense last two years, but the fact that you you saw moments where this little defense was much better than the final statistics showed. You look at the first three quarters of the Virginia game. You know, you look at, you know, the even. When we the, finally started rushing more than three. The year before where we pitched a shutout against Syracuse. And I know it's Syracuse, but I'm telling you, you pitch a shutout against anybody in college football at the power, le- power five level, it's impressive to do nonetheless. And you saw that. I mean, it just, they, they showed flashes of moments. And that tells you that there is talent on the field. What flashes them? You've now said in the same
2: field. I wasn't going. To, I didn't do the last one, the text well, line pointed out. You said madness to his method earlier. Yeah, and now you just said flashes it's of moments. moments. Yeah,
1: what's wrong? I don't get it. Two
2: new entries for the Trevor <laughs> expression a day calendar that's coming your way for
1: 2023. By the way, Jenna, that's your job to write those down as you, an intern. We,
2: word a day for Trevor slash phrase a day for Trevor. Uh, Blashes kind of, the moments. moments. I was
3: the one who texted in the madness to the method.
2: Man, well, oh, you, you,
3: why? you weren't the only <laughs> one. Wait a
1: minute you have a you mic in
3: front one. of you. You and all you're are deep in stuff? discussion. I just thought it'd be funnier later. If, <laughs> what
1: you know? the hell is that?
2: <laughs> you weren't the only one though.
1: So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Trevor Continue. Let him go. He's hot. He thought a wrong. <laughs> the point is, is there? We, we 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 saw we we saw this. We saw glimpses of greatness. That's a good one right there. That's a real one. You saw the glimpses of greatness. In small spurts. And the fact that it wasn't consistent and there was – just it's all in the coaching staff. I, the players the, – the the roster can be upgraded defensively. I'm not saying it is at its perfection and peak. But it's good – it's much better. There's more talent on the field than the production we're seeing on the stat sheets. And that's because of Brian Brown being not good enough to be at this, his disposition.
2: I agree with that. And it's especially true coming into this year. Because, you know, you've, you bring in Jermaine Lole, who's on everybody's mock draft board. Who's supposed to be a dynamic defensive player. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he probably in the NFL right now. We've
1: upgraded linebacker, getting a kid from Ole Miss.
2: We got him now. We bring back our best linebacker Nothing from last year, Nasir Abdullah. We bring in, you know, we now have Ashton Dalotta, who was a big time recruit, who's playing, who played very well as a freshman last year, who's now a sophomore. You get Popeye Williams, who's one of the highest rated defensive recruits who's ever come we'll in. We'd love here. to get greedy, but yeah. you're going to help hopefully have Keitrell Clark at cornerback, who might yep. be the best pure corner in the ACC when he's fully healthy. You bring in some safety help. Uh, you, MJ Griffin from Temple is a lot A lot of people say one of the biggest impact transfers in the country. You've got the personnel needed to be a, I'm not going to say great defense, but no, a good no. defense. I'm not saying this team should go out there
1: and not give up more than 30 points to a good offense. I mean, that's going to happen. But they should be good. I mean, even if they get caught in a shootout against a game like, you know, West Virginia or even Virginia team who's bringing back, I believe. No, they're, they did bring Armstrong. strongs back. Yeah, so if they get caught in a shootout with one of those teams, I get that. That's that's going to happen. They're facing a lot of good
2: quarterbacks this year. I mean, yeah,
1: so, but the fact is that you, that doesn't mean it should happen every weekend and week out. And there's some offenses that you shouldn't be giving up 20 plus points to. I don't know, like Clemson last year. Yeah.
2: Well, Clemson's offense didn't lose that game. We our, yeah, but didn't. How much did Clemson uh, score in that game? 27 points. I think it was what 24-20 when that. Okay. Was? Yeah. I, I mean, was think. it the only
1: game they scored more than 21 all year long? Probably. It was about their average.
2: Yeah. No, I, I mean, more often than not, they were kicking field goals for the most part. Yeah. I think by the end of the year, they had they had a couple of games where they sort of broke out. Yeah, starting with us. <laughs> I don't th- I mean
1: I, the defense I don't think lost that game I mean Clemson's defense was good but their offense was bad
2: their uh, offense was, uh, their offense was not uh, good and, and,
1: and I get Brian Brown saved his job at least for me in my own warped reality in the Boston College game because oh sweet he got to hold a Boston College offense they couldn't score on a Pee Wee Little League team to begin with more than 14 points it scored 30 against those
2: Who, Clemson? Uh-huh. okay that's, that's like yeah but they also ended the season, that's the end like of the season. Here's their point towards the That's like 60 from a good offense. No, I mean, they ended, they ended their year scoring 30-30, 44-48-30. Who were those other opponents? Florida State, uh, Wake Forest, South Carolina, UConn. Okay. South Carolina, I would give them maybe hopefully think that was bad,
1: but yeah, they won thirty to nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean going I mean the fact that you're putting us as with UConn as a defense is not a good thing.
2: Well, they, also, yeah. I mean, they, Wake Forest defense was not good either. They scored no, forty-eight on than. them. They did what they were supposed to. Wake Forest, that's what they want to do. They didn't yeah. want
1: to outscore you anyway. Point being is that Brian, listen, if, if we give up more than twenty-four points to Syracuse in Week One. He needs to be fired immediately. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want him. I, I mean, is that a home game or a road game? It's a road game. Okay, he's walking home. Okay, Like, he, 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 there is absolutely no defense for him to have a seat on the plane on the way back. Like, give that dude a Greyhound bus ticket. Um, Pick the, him up at 7th Street when he gets back in two
2: days. The Texans have now pointed out that we've had, in one day, we've had um, a madness to his method We've had. I've used that one before, though. I think is we've had one? poor gasoline on the fuel. Yep, I
3: wrote
1: that one. I wrote that one down too. Just, wait a minute, what's wrong with that?
2: Texas says it was Jenna's right. It was funny to do it that way with the text line. <laughs> Texas, I like how Jenna is slowly becoming the stats person from PTI to let the host know their mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pretty much. She, she just
1: stat it, so. it would be good.
2: Texas says, poor <laughs> Rocco. No one should have to write a media guide bio on Brian Brown. <laughs> Don't that. I'm,
1: I'm not never mind. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice. Texas, I completely agree <laughs> with Trevor.
2: Sat kept Brown on his staff as a scapegoat. He'll be the fall guy that keeps Sat in the recruiting class if Louisville underachieves again this year. I think you guys are both right. I'm just saying that I'm personally not going to like Oh, you're not it. buying it. You I'm you, you, not know buying it you know what he's doing and you're but not falling for there it. There will be a portion of the fan base that says like, good now we can finally let, like, oh, yeah. can be, we'll, we'll get our guy in. They'll fall for it. We'll get the defense figured out. We've got this recruits now, recruiting class coming in. We're going to be good. I'm just saying, nah, you, you don't get to do that when no. the move should have been made. You, you sacrificed a successful 2022 in order to have more job security in 2023 and more goodwill in 2023, which I don't that's think— That's shady, by the way. I, but I don't think that's actually what's happening. I don't. I, I think this is Satterfield being loyal to his guy. I think he believes in Brian Brown. I think he's trusting— It's him. one of the two. I choose to believe, and maybe this is wrong— considering we're talking about a guy who did go behind our backs with South Carolina a few years ago, I choose to believe that Satterfield's doing this because he genuinely believes in Brian Brown. I don't, I don't want to believe that he's looking. First of all, I don't want to think that, that he's even considering the remote possibility that we're going to have a disappointing season and be 5-7, and 6-6, six and six, where he's going to have to do something in order to make his job you know, look like it wasn't his fault, in order to keep his job and keep some goodwill going into next season. I don't want to think that his, his mind is there two months away from, I guess now a month and a half away from kickoff. If my mind's there, then anyone's could be there. Well, good I do think. Good point,
1: I, I do say, I agree, that It is one of those two things. Either he's, it is over loyalty, or it's the setting up the scapegoat clause at in, in, in the end of the year. But neither one are a good reason for Brian is to be on the staff.
2: Texas says, I think a madness to his method is the name of TK's future podcast, and really, it sums <laughs> up his entire brand. Chaotic and a little confusing, but for some reason, you still vibe.
1: I'm with that. This is the podcast name, madness to my Message.
2: Texas, the defense was bad, but also Satterfield seemed scared to keep the offense on the field in fourth down and crunch time and put the game on the back of the offense. I do agree with that. Like I, I think that the offense is statistically, like the numbers say the offense was good enough for us to be like a non win team last year. But the way that he called games with a lead, it wasn't just a like when we got to the to the point where we were up by 10 points touchdown going into the fourth quarter mm. at the end of the year. Every Louisville fan knew what was going to happen. Right? He does get conservative. Yeah, he gets he gets overly conservative. He does. His play calling in short yard situations got very predictable. We ran that same little fake handoff, try to dump it to Marshawn Ford play a million times, and any defensive coordinator who did the proper you know video work beforehand had their defense ready for it. Yeah. We've run it now for two straight years, and teams are going to catch on to stuff. It's not new anymore. He doesn't ex- like just because the numbers were great in a lot of those games. He doesn't get a, a free pass. The offense doesn't get a free pass on not being able to close them out because he put the, def- the he kept putting the, de- the defense in that situation yeah, where they had yeah. chances to blow the games. And guess what? Every time where they needed a, to make up one play to get off the field, they couldn't do it.
1: I mean, you go back and look at that Virginia game where, I mean, it was like with three straight three and outs in, th- in the late third or fourth we quarter. We could have won it a million times. And, it, I mean, and of course, the one big play that I think was Harold that dropped a wide-open bomb would have been you know a huge turning point in that game. Because yeah, would have put it away. Yeah, because we could have started running more clock. We never were ever run clock at all at any point. And you can get some credit to Virginia's defense for for stepping up in that in those situations. You know, something far from what our defense did.
2: Texas, I would just love, love, love to see some better cornerback play next season. Please, no more fifteen um, plus third down, third and long conversions. I think that look having Clark back should help that a lot. Well, I think helping that
1: would be and also rushing more. That and Browns stop doing which I hate and I've seen Eagles do this before. Uh Jim Schwartz, who's the former Eagles defense coordinator, does this a lot or used to. Uh where when you have it like third and sixteen and they put guys at like the fifteen yard line way off. I hate that. Yeah, I, I, and, I mean, it makes me just oh, it's just my skin crawl, my eyes bleed, my ears ring. It's it makes me just want to throw something to the television and if I could afford another one, I'd do it every time. As irritating it is the it's worse than watching teams
2: run prevent defense throughout a whole fourth quarter. It's, I, I don't get it. I hate it. Texas I've said from the beginning that keeping Brian Brown will lead to Satterfield's firing. Look, it could. Exactly. I mean, let's say that let's say the team is so bad and it's primarily because of the defense that we go like four and eight, maybe even five and seven. Maybe Josh Hurd says enough's enough. He he says exactly what we've been saying. If you can't even win six games with this group. You're not going to win 9 or 10 with this recruiting class, so what's the point of even bringing them this in?
1: This team goes 4-8. I don't think anybody should – even the Cowboys boy shouldn't keep his job. They should, have, they should all have to go. Everyone should go.
2: I don't care if you're bringing in the number one recruiting class. I don't – yeah, I mean – Can't keep him at that every point. Every coach, position coach, uh, trainer, everything, gone. Sorry. Texas speaking of Stranger Things, can we offer Caleb McLaughlin, uh, Lucas from Stranger Things, a spot on the basketball team? We still need guards. We do. <laughs> he gets the game-winning shot. Texas says, is Trevor wheezing? Probably. A little bit. It's okay.
3: Would you be surprised? Texas, I went to the, <laughs> yeah, I went I mean, to the Joan. i <laughs> I went to the
2: Joan Jett concert Friday night in Cincinnati. That also had Poison, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard. Joan Jett still rocking at age 63. Trevor, I think she's still single if you want to take a shot.
1: A, I would definitely go with that. Uh, and B, that's a hell of a concert. Give me that lineup again. Joan um, Jett. Joan Jett. Poison.
2: Poison, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. Oh, man. Not bad. I mean, could you—I mean, whoo. Texas is, uh, that, I mean, Zach Wilson would have
1: loved that concert. I mean, the Cougar, Cougar uh, groupies out there were in full stock, I guarantee
2: it. Texas, is Jenna even old enough to remember Stat Boy from PTI? No way. <laughs>
1: Stat Boy, she was like— There's two. no way. You know, you know who Stat Boy from PTI is, right?
3: Does that no. Pardon in the interruption? Yeah, she didn't know okay. the
2: show. People, the, kids don't watch TV anymore. I mean, I haven't watched PTI in probably—
3: First of all, I, I am
2: not a child anymore. Well, the the young.
3: Second of all.
1: By comparison to <laughs> us, you what are. What is PTI? Pardon know. the interruption. You're yeah. right.
3: Oh, then why did he say
2: no? Because nobody said no.
1: Well, Stat Boy hasn't been Stat Boy in years. He's like Tony Riali years. Now. Yeah, He actually
2: hosts Around the Horn now. Mm. He's been doing around the horn.
1: T-
3: like skipping and Shannon. Yeah. Kell- yeah.
2: Kellerman did it for like two years, I think. And then-, and then. Yeah, Stat Boy was only on PTI Stat Boy for like four years. Then he did like Double uh, Duty for a little bit. that long, yeah. Well, I guess he did do Double Duty. But for then a he's while, been yeah. mostly known as like around the horn. I wonder how, much, how annoyed he is that people like still call him Stat Boy. It's got to be like, it's not you a term You can't claim a enough.
3: name like that. Yeah, because that's I what thought, he was
2: is originally. Is that a yeah. bad
1: nickname, though? Would you be
3: insulted by Stat Boy's nickname? If I.
2: Sort hosted of, yeah, a show, yeah. It was when he was like kind of like, he was like sort of the intern of the show. And then he goes on to be like the host, and people are still like, stat boy if
3: i have my own show and people call me jenna the intern i exactly. will throw hands <laughs> yeah. i mean
2: but stat boy's
1: still better than anything that they're doing around the horn anyway around the horn sucks i never watch it anymore I'm, i haven't i mean i've watched it for probably five plus years i mean it doesn't look pretty good
2: texas i think brown is still here because satterfield genuinely believes in him sat is in too hot of a seat just to keep someone on staff because they're friends and app state's defense <laughs> under brown was absolutely stellar Granted that App State's defence is still great, so make of that what you will. Okay, I,
1: accepting that he he's keeping him because of loyalty is one thing, but don't say he's not on a hot seat. Senator Brother begged to keep his job, okay? That that's that's a hot seat.
2: But his point is he wouldn't just keep somebody just to keep him. He's saying he
3: is in the hot seat. Yeah,
2: he, he's like Oh, I thought he yeah. said he wasn't on a he hot seat. Okay. He knows he feels like his job's on the line this year and he's not going to just keep, you know a pal. A pal who is going to suck as defensive coordinator.
1: No, say, no, I agree. I mean, I, I said it's one of the two. I mean, you can agree with either one, but I don't think there's any in between. Either he's just overly loyal or he's using him as a scapegoat, future scapegoat. Texas, the fact
2: two. that Sat didn't hire an offensive coordinator from New Zealand should make fans optimistic. <laughs> Texas, where is Jenna on learning the Master P discography?
1: Um, oh, I couldn't even tell you any Master P. Ice
2: Cream Man, you started that? No. Ghetto D? How many I'm albums does Master to? P have? If you had to guess, just before you're
1: looking up, how many albums do you think Master P did? Five. I'm gonna say eleven. Probably did more like
3: that is such a big difference. We look at like,
1: every rapper they yeah, have like Master, all these but, albums. Master B was one of those first guys to come out with like two albums a year. Yeah. Like he was pushing it out like nobody could. I'm business. talking like
2: production releases. Like like, like you label, go look at good... I'm talking like
1: label albums. Well, yeah, I mean like because then he just started after like the first couple years he just started adding everybody, like when Snoop Dogg joined the No Limit soldiers and stuff. Then again, there's nothing Snoop Dogg won't do for a dollar. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not, not, nothing wrong with that. He had, oh, God, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Did it you Google it and it's just
2: showing you all the pictures?
1: I've got, let's see, albums. You said five. I, said How One, I, I think you're going to win. Two, <laughs> three,
2: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen and albums? And those are all studio albums. Between what years? Ninety-six and- Ninety-one and twenty-fifteen. So, so- Four, yeah, he had five albums. Fourteen album. albums in fifteen years. He had <laughs> he had four album releases before Ice Cream Man even came out, which is the first one that anybody ever knew. Okay, and else? Then Ghetto D came out, which was number one, and then I forgot about MP to Last Dawn. <laughs> <And> then only <laughs> Who only God can judge me and then started going downhill in, in 2000 with ghetto So posts. no,
3: Texter, I have not started, Jesus. and
2: I don't believe I will. All right, Jenna's answer is no, a resounding no. You
1: should start at the last one and work your way forward.
2: Maybe not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Texter says, this is the last one before we have to get a break, a uh, hot take, Yasir Abdullah, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Popeye Williams, ACC Rookie of the Year, and Keitel Clark, First Team All-America, offense clicks and cards win 10-plus games. That I, is a hot take. I would say I, be, is an optimistic I would
1: take. say there's there's a chance of that if Clemson didn't have like seven first-round
2: picks on their defensive line. Exactly. The, Clemson's defense like, is de- going to de- load de- up de- defensive line, I think all four members of the line are taught to be top-ten picks. You still sure would have to set some sort of like sack record think, yeah. in order to win ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I've got everybody's favorite topic in the middle of the summer, attendance. Rick Bozich has a story. I want to react a little bit to that. Can I'm we, here. Can we bounce back? From a dismal home attendant showing in 2021, there's one key to that. You know what it is, Scott. Listen closely. We're going to talk about that coming up after the Cut break. Of the seats. It's the Mike <laughs> for Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Thunder <laughs>
0: This
1: we'll we'll song was dominating the charts. We were falling short to five Flame with Jama. I always think of this song. I think so of the uh, the in Living Remember the Unliving Living Color version. No, Little Billy's not my lover. <laughs> He's just remember. a boy who said I touched his buns.
2: I don't remember that.
1: But I've never slept with no one. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> don't remember that. Yeah, I love the Living Color* versions were so great. Like they did that, and they did the, they made of the the black and white video and vanilla ice.
2: I'm missing Living Color*. The first two seasons of Living Color* just so pure gold. We have a tweet from Woody Womack, who writes for Rivals, who says I thought that was he's a recruiting writer for Rivals. Okay, says I just got word that a couple of big, big, big in all caps uncommitted names will be on campus at Louisville for the 502 BBQ later this month. Is that a thing? Five hundred two, it is now. Five hundred two BBQ. Are we known for the BBQ? It's not of the uh, you know, not the Mama Ledford making cookies. it got <laughs> my friends drove them crazy. They're like, "Oh, those cookies! We're going to be so good!" This because the cookies. I get a little sick of the cookie stuff. But the five hundred two BBQ, I guess it's a recruiting thing. We got a couple of big commitments go Uncom- Uncommitted names. Coming. Could this
1: be one of the names that uh, Pierce is teased about?
2: Maybe. I'm just telling you what Woody Womack is saying. Do
1: we'll you think Woody keep thinking of? The guy from *Death of a Salesman*, <laughs> Biff, L- when that Lomax, Willie Loman, L- Billy Loman, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> you did get Biff. <laughs> I think okay, yeah, well done. I mean, that's not your <laughs> <without the> brother. <laughs> hey, yeah, give me a little bit of credit. You know, you're Arthur if, Miller. If you're gonna name a, if you're gonna name a football, like a food for Louisville, like, like you, you you have to. Louisville has one signature oh. meal, hot brown. Hot brown. It's gotta be hot brown, right? Get down with the hot brown. Can we do?
2: Can you do a hot brown festival? Sure.
1: Like, most, I love having
2: hot browns around the city.
1: Like, I could see, like, I, don't, I mean, you can obviously you don't have to change it around. Like, I know there's, like, I've had people who say, like, they, they've made country hot browns that come with ham and turkey in it. Fun is,
3: fact, never had one. What? Hot brown? Oh, oh, it's good.
1: Out. It's good. You've just wasted your life to this point. Thanks, Trevor. I mean, no, no, I'm just, it's okay. I mean, don't thank me. I Thank me after I give you a hot brown.
2: Did you see that John Calipari is awesome. a member of the 2022 Conference USA Hall of Fame class? I had to retweet it with a picture of, what do you think I did? I had to do what I had to do. Because when I think about John Calipari and USA, what, what image comes to your mind? Dwayne Washington.
1: Darius. Darius from the Yeah.
2: I put the picture, retweeted the thing with Calipari going to help him up. And a national writer who I will not name, I'm not going to out them, just sent me a DM and was like, exquisitely vicious. 40. Well, well done. No, not. <laughs> I'm not telling you what it is. 40 it's, would have been an obvious choice. Yeah, that's the first thing I think of. I think it's, but no, somebody else.
1: Goodman. All I can think about is...
2: Because when I think about John, I know that they had a great Not run. Jokes. They were a number 1 seed, and you know, the 08 team was one of the better teams of all time, uh, as far as Memphis is concerned. Maybe the best Memphis team of all time. Should have won a national title, but, hey, free throws are important. That, and I, that was a CUSA team. But when I think John Calipari and CUSA, all I think of is, someone's got to go help that kid up.
1: I mean, that that 08 team, too, the amount of cover-ups with the Dorseys and everything. The Uh... I mean, it's funny. You, you, the first thing I thought of when you said that was like, "Conference State has a Hall of Fame." That was my first reaction. Was like, it's gotta
2: be like all '90s and early 2000s. I mean, like,
1: who who are some of the
2: names in this? Like, is it just? I mean, why? Oh, I can tell you. I mean, does <laughs> uh, the the class includes John Calipari? Okay, Tamika Whitmore from Memphis women's basketball player. I do know that name. I don't know it. Anthony Rodich from UTEP track. Okay. Join Joyce Joan Joyce from Florida Atlantic softball, Jett. and Kelly Ann Billing-y, not Billingsley, Billingy from Marshall volleyball. Wow! Which, when you click on the Marshall volleyball, cowboys, cowboys. when you click on the Marshall the volleyball account, the account is suspended. Heard <laughs> <is suspended. laughs> volleyball? What do they do? <laughs> Tweeting about January 6th. What, what's, what's Marshall volleyball uh. doing? <laughs> Tweeting about January 6th. Put the right president in <laughs> office. Heard volleyball. I
1: mean. Once <laughs> Cal gets there and they tell him he's not even like the headline speaker. It's Joan, <laughs> Joan Joyce is yeah, gonna go first. You're gonna
2: you're your second to last, Why Cal. Do you keep
3: saying Join
2: Joan <laughs> Joyce. It's hard to say. Joan Joyce. Joan Joyce. Joan Joyce. Joan Joyce. Joan Jett. Joan
1: Joyce. Jordan Joyce. Florida Atlantic softball. Is, isn't like Hall of Famer. Isn't Joan Joyce like an author? J- Jordan Joyce? Is there a Joyce author? James Joyce. James Joyce. Love James Joyce. Okay. Brother the Dubliners.
2: I went to see his like uh, his memorial when we were in Dublin. Oh, James right. Joyce is a dude. Yes, he's oh. a I, he's an Irishman. Okay, I
1: guess I hear the last name Joyce. I think female. My aunt's name was Joyce.
2: Awesome trip. Uh, let's talk about the. <laughs> I, I teased this, so let's talk about it. Rick Bowes just came out today with a story about U of L football. Talking to Josh Hurd, are fans ready to jump back on the football train? There's a lot of enthusiasm about this recruiting class. Is that going to translate into more butts inside of Cardinal Stadium seats? Last year, I don't think I, I think I probably it's one of those things that I knew when it happened. But I, you know, seeing the stat, kind of maybe do a double take this morning. In 2021, UVA football attendance at home games slipped 12 percent from 2019, the last pre-COVID season, and that was the lowest average 43,966 people, which I think is being generous. They're saying we averaged that. Yes, last year. <laughs> What? That's the lowest average home attendance since Steve Craigthorpe's last season back in 09. nine. First of all,
1: I, I I don't I'm sorry I don't believe that we nobody had, does yeah nobody does no I, way. I get it okay oh, yeah that's so let's say realistically it was like twenty four thousand um that's pretty damn low I mean you're talking like half the stadium empty on on an it average it was bad
2: there's no there's no way around I mean
1: that's that's so not good no
2: Bo just talked to Josh Heard about this yeah. are fans going to because you know Louisville when things were going well. Strong errors, Bobby 2.0. At least for big games, that place was – it was a great stadium to be at. It was it was almost always full. I don't know if, how many like, no, – I know we had mean, several sellouts. You're
1: only going to sell out maybe a big game in Kentucky. Which is like fine. The like you're that's gonna the,
2: sell it out. is what it is. Yeah. We have a, a large stadium and a relatively small fan base compared to the other big college yeah, football fan bases. So Josh was asked, you know, how are things going? He says, we've got 2,000 new season ticket buyers over last season, ready for this year. Good. He says – Quote, I hear the buzz. I think it's just been incremental change. I don't think there's any been earth-shattering, any earth-shattering adjustments here. I think it's just Scott evaluating his program and saying, hey, what do we need to change? What do we need to tweak? I think he's got an excellent staff around him. If you look at some of the additions uh, and changes that he's made in the weight room with Ben Souders, and you look at the offensive coordinator, Lance Taylor, and also Wesley McGriff, the new co-defensive coordinator, you go right down that list. It's created momentum. Now we have to win football games, but it's really nice to have positive momentum on your side, and I'm optimistic. I really am. So we know the first home game should be a big one. September 16th, Friday against Florida State, 7.30 Friday night game. We also know, I think, what's going to dictate just how much of an impact the offseason moves have made when it comes to home attendance for that first game. And, Scott, this is where I need you to put that ear next to the radio button. This is where I got a message for you. Scott. If you've never done anything before in your life, you need to do this. Scott, you got to beat Syracuse, man. You've got to beat Syracuse. And if you don't, you better fire Brown. <laughs> if you lose to Syracuse, they ain't gonna come. No. If you beat Syracuse, could be pretty cool. You beat the Syracuse and you lose the UCF in a close game. It's still going to be a decent atmosphere. It's still going to be a good atmosphere well, compared to what you've seen. If you beat both, whew, now you beat both. You go to, we go a Friday night. We got two striper. We got a two striper.
1: We got up two striper. The, now, now if you go in one and one, so you beat Syracuse in Central Florida, you're looking at about a half striper, I think. I think
2: you're looking at one striper. You think a full stripe? One stripe. One okay. stripe
1: If that's that's a beat Syracuse to Central Florida, what about vice versa?
2: Oh and two? Or
1: or not oh, oh and two, you're like you're barely getting a quarter stripe. You may not you may be full You straight. may not even stripe, yeah. Maybe, you may not maybe even be striped out. You might you might be full. Yeah. But if you go say you you what if you lose the Syracuse but beat Central Florida?
2: Uh, I think it's just okay.
1: I think that increases a little bit because it's just the momentum of coming off a win regardless. the effects, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I think if if he wins those first two games, which I, you're going to be favorite at Syracuse by a small amount. I think right now it's like at four. I think it'll probably be closer to like a touchdown. Even on the road
1: to. tells you that you have no business losing that Should game. Should not then. lose. If you're, so, if you're a favorite on the road on a Power 5,
2: you have no business losing We don't that lose game. to Syracuse in football. No. At least not when Bobby Petrino hasn't already tanked the season. <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> Was that, was that still that or was that Wade coach? That was 2018. It was Petrino.
1: Yeah, but was Wade take, Wade taking over by then?
2: First of all, well, it wasn't Wade. Who was it, was it? Lorenzo Ward. Oh, close enough. <laughs> Whammy. If you beat UCF. Which, you're, hold on, Trevor. If you beat Syracuse on the road in a game you're supposed to win and you beat UCF in a game where we're probably going to be underdogs, I think that that environment for Satterfield's first game of 2022 is going to be the best home environment he's had for a game since the very first game he coached here Notre Dame, right? Because that people were so desperate for a change. They did a blackout. It was actually a very good atmosphere. It was Notre Dame coming to your place for the first time. The team competed well. The fans stayed. But since then, I, I don't think we've had that type of energy. I don't think we've had that many butts in seats. You had Miami game day in the COVID year, but that was the COVID year. You could only have, what, like 10% capacity there? It's just that's probably all we would have had anyway. He hasn't had a taste of what Cardinal Stadium should be like for big time games. He's going to get it if he wins the first Man, two. Something that's on him. He's not going to get it if he doesn't win the first two. Nobody's saying otherwise, Trevor. Yeah,
1: I'm just. I know. I know. I'm just pointing it out.
2: He. I mean, I don't know how else to say. Like all this stuff about. Like I love what Josh Hurd's saying. I love what he's trying to do. I think he's saying, you know, we've made the changes. We've had the type of buzz needed to have a gigantic jump up in attendance. We're not going to do what we did last year, which is drop to. End of Cragthorpe-era levels. All that's well and good. Gotta beat Syracuse. I, like, like, that's There's no way around it. You If you lose to Syracuse, all of this stuff, all the last seven months, boom, it's gone. At least for the time being.
1: I mean, is this the perfect year to have an opening on Friday? Well, I guess we wouldn't be on the road if we were playing like Indiana State or something, though. We'd be at home anyway for those. So. Yeah. It's like I, I just feel like you need a... This could have been a nicer year to have maybe two, your early two games, better game setup games, even even when Syracuse is one of them. because Unless you win both. I mean, the fact the that we're going into a Syracuse game that the that that Syracuse team they beat last year somewhat handily, if I remember correct, right? Killed them.
2: Yeah. We uh, kill them uh, every uh, year besides
1: 2018. And, and, and a team that hasn't made drastic leaps forward. I mean, does Dino Baber still coach the team? I mean,
2: Dino Babers of Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. He's still there. I'm. Just, I'm. I'm just curious. I'm. Just, he hasn't been fired yet, to be honest with you. You're not alone. Uh. So I mean, yeah. There's no reason why you shouldn't lose to Syracuse. I mean, you, the fact again, you're if you're a favorite on the road in a Power Five game, you have no business losing that game.
2: Well, that's quite the same, but okay. I
1: mean, I'm just saying, yo, know, you shouldn't because you're on the. If you're a favorite on the on the road, you should. That means you in a Power Five game. That means
2: you are clearly better than another team. Here's the rest of what Josh Hart had to say. He said, I can promise. You ask anybody on our staff, we've focused on it probably since May. I've made it very clear we can't make mistakes, talking about the disaster that we had. Remember last year, part of the reason why attendance was not great. Don't get me wrong, the biggest was the football team not being good. The other was the first game that people are allowed to have full attendance back after the COVID year, there's like a ninety minute wait to get a eight dollar bottle of water. Yeah, but that was Michael Bublet's fault. Was Buble was the reason. He, he's the reason that would happen. Of course. I mean, we all know it was all Buble's fault. But that did, I think, I talked to several people who said that kind of kept him away from later games because they were had such a terrible experience, they just didn't want to come back. Mm. Hurts says we can't make those mistakes again. I've made it very clear, no mistakes. We have six opportunities for home football games to show that we've listened to our fans and we've got to get it right. If we don't get it right... I'll be the first one to say that we messed up, and I can promise you that I'm not going to be very happy about it. It's all of those things combined. When our fans come and drive down Floyd Street, they need to have a good experience. That's what we're trying to achieve. We need to win games. That's paramount. Bottom line is win. Bottom line is win games. Listen, if you're winning, you're still going to bring people in there regardless
1: that they have to wait 90 minutes for a water. The only difference is— They if, might be mad about it, but they're going to still show up. If
2: you're winning at like just an average level. like, like Having a great fan experience is, is the difference between getting guys to— and gals to go to games in November when you're, like, seven and three as opposed to being, like, why, why would I waste my time on this? It's, why am I going to spend my entire Saturday doing this for a horrible experience for a team that's just okay or just good but not great? It's kind of nippy
1: out. You know, traffic's trap, uh, parking can be a pain. You know what? You know, the kids are being cranky. The wife's yelling at me. You know, I, I think I'll just watch the game at home. Exactly. that that's for a team that's seven and three. Or that's a team that's like five hundred. Yeah. You you are you one loss, two loss team going to the game. You know what? T- you tell, you know, little 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 Johnny to, to be quiet. You tell
2: you give the wife a credit card and tell her to move out of the way.
1: And you don't care about parking and you get a sweatshirt and you go
2: to the game. Texas says, Does Trevor not understand how surnames work? Kelsey,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, I what was that reference to when I You up? said
2: when you hear somebody with the last name Joyce, you automatically think they're a woman. Oh no, it's just quite says, literally your last no, name is Kelsey. <laughs> One
1: well, of
3: my roommates' last name is Joyce.
1: And first of all, Kelsey Grammer's a dude. Text her. But still, it's so, mostly a- Kelsey Grammer. I, I always say Kelsey. I, I know it's become like a. I hate the fact I went Travis from having Kelsey. like I went from having like a very unusual name growing up in Trevor. To like, having two common first names now. She I hate
2: it. She was holding hands with Trevor. <laughs> remember when I made you play that song?
3: All right. Amazingly,
1: I do. Of all the things I don't remember in this, in, in our year, yeah. I do remember that.
3: Someone said they
1: left together. I don't remember who
2: sang it, but I remember the song, yeah. It takes this Clemson game last year was a decent crowd. It was good. There well, were, it I mean, should be. It's
1: Clemson. Wasn't that also? A, that was a night game, too, right? Yeah. It wasn't a Thursday yes. or Friday. It was Saturday night. But it was a night game.
2: Texas, I think it was three
1: thirty, if I remember correctly. I thought it, okay. I went to that game. Was it? Well, what was it? A night or three thirty game? It was in the middle of the day because it was really hot. Okay, I thought it was. I guess just because by the time it ended, it was not, it was dark out.
2: Texas, watch out! Balloon glow. The five hundred two BBQ is coming for the title of a Reason player commits award. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, kids love balloon glows. They love barbecue. Texas, I love rock and roll, and Williams Bakery commercial mashup was a banger. I oh, didn't even <laughs> mash up that song. I think somebody's giving you crap.
1: <laughs> you bakery,
2: okay. uh, Jody Demling tweets out just now, more Cali to the Ville news from Greg Bivens. Five-star edge Mateo Uyunglele, DJ's little brother, mm-hmm. is set to make a visit to Louisville later this month. Hmm. Remember what we called it? We are taking the whole Uyunglele family. DJ, come transfer in. You can play. Uh,
1: they're going to make me have to know how to pronounce the name. If I can do it, you How can. How do you else. pronounce it? Ui Ungalalay. Ui Ungalay. Ui Ungalalay. Ui Ungalalay. Yes. Yes. at the end there. Lalay. Ui Ui Ung Ung Ga Ga
2: Ui There you go. Ui Ungalalay. He has to say it like that from now on. We're taking the whole family. Steve Clarkson's bringing the whole family over. Clemson suck it. I think Smith. No. That's not <laughs> PC. No. The Ui Ungalalays are coming. We love them. We love St. John Bosco. We're taking all your people. Um, okay, I can't say that. Do you want me to say it? No, I like that it's the last text. I can't look at that. Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> How many texts do you get that you can't
1: say? You, uh, you, on average, okay. you'll do like three or four. And, and what baffles me is I go
2: back and look at the text line after the show. And I don't see anything that you couldn't read. Yeah, but sometimes like it's, it's people that have sent like multiple in so you'd like scroll up on their names. You'd have to do a lot of work to find some of them. I don't know. I
1: sometimes think you're a little oversensitive with the the text line. I think I should be able it to It is
3: his name attached yeah. to
1: it. So. yeah, but I, I sometimes take care of it little because I mean no one's gonna I mean yeah. I think he's afraid to really get in trouble. I, I on the other hand have No, no some of them are just that. mean.
2: And I don't want them well, on, I don't I don't want to say them on air. What's does oh, it mean against me? Well, no, but like other people sometimes. I, I read the mean ones about you mostly all the time because oh. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, I, I oh, don't.
3: also, I asked my entire family if I sound like that girl from Stranger Things. Oh, they all did. said no.
1: Oh, they're, they're evidently that.
3: her voice is a lot higher than mine.
1: No, you. I have never. It's a little bit higher than yours. I, you are Robin to me now. I'm. Just, you're not. You're not a fox. You're Robin.
2: Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> shows over. <laughs> Everybody have a fantastic Monday. We have no bass baseball tonight, right? Bats are off this week until Friday. That's right all star break. All-star break,
1: yeah. Even though they don't have an all-star game in minor league, they take all-star break. They have all-star. They have future games. Well, they, they move up, yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, so no bats. Uh, we do have the Cardinal Insider coming up right after us, though. Yeah,
2: we'll hand the baton over to Jody Demling. Stay tuned for the Cardinal Insider. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, regular 3 to 6 show tomorrow. Everybody have a fantastic Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.